0: Welcome to Seat Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host as always. Luckily, I have a co-host this evening. What up? What up? This is Kevin Miller. Did I pronounce those two very American-sounding names
1: uh, correctly? Yeah, luckily, uh, luckily you got it right. Nice, didn't have nice. Not to too hard. Not Pretty too many easy.
0: umlauts or other
1: uh, weird
2: accents yeah, to screw no, up. You can, you can, there. you can, try,
1: but I, mean, I don't know how else to <laughs> pronounce it. Kevin Miller, very friendly. No, I'm, I'm the only white guy named Kevin that's not Asian. That's not the best in class in high school. So, uh, and you're so, not the ugliest. Uh, well, eh, you're sometimes not, not the best
0: either. But we'll oh, go. Okay. All right. So, seat time. What is seat time? You have joined these two fine fellows this evening, Tuesday. We're going to be talking a lot about what's coming up here in Austin, a lot of the X Games that's going on. But typically, we are the we are the online show for the off-road enthusiast. If you like doing anything on two wheels and it happens to be about getting dirty and getting nasty with it, this is probably going to be the show for you as well. You can see that we might beer drink a little bit while we bench race. Oh uh, Yeah, maybe. Um, so it's kind of fun. I actually found this when I was at the store, the Woodchuck Hard Cider Cellar Series, and it's mint. Um
1: I don't know yet. i got to get into it a little bit. I just got this at the gas station, and it was
0: uh, $6. Kevin Miller, everybody. High class. High (laughs) High, class. Very high class. So Seat Time, you can find us on our website, seattime.co. We do archive everything there, so you can find all information about the show, things about us, all that kinds of stuff. If you're looking to find um, just the videos, you can get those on YouTube. Of course, they're going to be archived there on YouTube. That's even where our live events are. If you're looking just for the audio, you can find us on Stitcher. And iTunes, both of those are podcast, you know,
1: platform. Yeah, it's the only thing that I listen to. Yeah, you, you do a, a lot of Stitcher, it, right? So yeah, only Is it on Stitcher. Is hard to find on Stitcher? Like nope. when you look super it easy. Okay. Seat time. Stick it in. Good to find. Stick it there in. Go. Good to find. Mm. Easy. There That's you go. what she said. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Tuesday night, not Friday night, but we'll get there soon. Um, so of course, we are on every other social platform you can think of. If we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. So any of those little fun bits, just go out there and find. We're not on Snapchat though problem I'm is, is I would try so sure to send very awkward pictures that are uh, not yeah, worth being on Snapchat for.
1: Maybe they are. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you can try and send some, but <laughs> I don't want to receive any.
0: It could get <laughs> awkward. Folks. It could easily get awkward. So, again, we're going to have a fun night talking a lot about stuff that's coming up this weekend for X Games and the Enduro X. A lot of uh, Enduro Cross athletes that are going to be there. But first off, we want to do, I don't know if you guys remember, last week we did have a fun discussion with the promoters that are putting on the Funky Chicken, which is coming up. Well, another promoter that we wanted to chat with were the guys that are putting on Last Dog Standing. So we got uh, Greg Bender reached out to us through one of the other promoters that are putting on the race, and uh, he's on the show tonight to talk with us and kind of let us understand a little bit more about Last Dog Standing and what the Prairie Dogs are doing with that event. So we have to ask, first off, Mr. Greg Bender, how is your evening going, kind sir?
3: Oh, it's going great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate it a lot. I'm here in my secret little hiding spot. Uh, <laughs> I just may be in a location from the last dog standing race. It's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> this um, is, we like to call this the hut.
0: <laughs> this is the hut. This is like I get, I get Taylor Roberts uh, knobby right up the back of my head from being in that little hole. There you go. (laughs) Well, cool, man. So you're having fun. Are you a Southern California native?
3: I am a Southern California native. I've been born and raised here. Uh, My family's here. Uh, My family uh, that I'm raising is here. So I'm I'm a local to the area and a veteran of the area and, uh, you know, know a lot about all the riding and racing that's going on around here. Very cool. Very cool. So, Last Dog Standing is an event that has been going on
0: for a couple years now. I know that and uh, you you mentioned while we were talking earlier that it was kind of Maybe a little bit of an offshoot from Last Man Standing that used to happen here, actually about an hour and a half from this house here in Texas, which is a great event.
1: Yeah, I went to that. It was really good. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. super cool to watch. I did not want to compete in it because it looked ridiculously difficult. They literally said Red Bull was like, "We want one person to finish." And what happened that last year? Uh, I don't know. One Three? person finished. Was it, so was it just one? that last person. that I last guess I time. Pay so, what did you guys see there that made you go, "Holy crap! We need to maybe not." Maybe not copy this, but emulate this and then start to create our own kind of hard enduro or extreme enduro.
3: Yeah, well, with the with the introduction of uh, enduro cross and things going on uh, here in Southern California and kind of the shrinking of the deserts with the government and so forth, the Prairie Dogs got together and decided that we wanted to do something unique for the area and challenging for the area. So one of the local uh, areas that's pretty well known for racing is Glen Helen, Raceway out in San Bernardino, California, uh, we held our, our, our Grand Prix race, our Prairie Dog Grand Prix race there every year for the last 20 years. We were looking at what can we do that's kind of different and unique that would challenge riders to the best of their abilities and go from there um so we kind of got our heads going and we started thinking of this wild thing and it was the last man standing contest and uh so forth and you know we're prairie dogs so eventually it just kind of ended up to the last dog standing and uh we went from there got input from some racers got input from a lot of people around the area and then we went to work on the terrain and said what are we going to do to make this event challenging enough for these guys to come out and try it out well, have you, got any, uh, have you got any special things, or are you kind of keeping everything secret? <laughs> well, you know, what, what's happened, this is the fourth annual event. We've been successful now three years, and each year we build upon it. Uh, you know, the first year we're out trying to figure out what are we going to put in. Let's do this, let's do that. And we're looking at the size of these obstacles and the size of these canyons, and oh, they'll never make this. We can't put this in there. And, uh, so we removed some of this stuff and we thought it was going to take an hour and a half for them to finish and the top riders finished in 45 minutes. So we really, really learned a lot from the first event, got a lot of input. I think Kyle Redman was uh, our first place finisher that year and Quinn Cody, uh, and Corey Grafunder were all up there. So, uh, we took on that and built it, uh, built upon it for the next year. And, uh, more obstacles, more difficult terrain, you know, found some more man-made stuff that was challenging. Uh, and went to town on it, and uh just trying to challenge these guys uh to the point where it would be difficult for them uh you know we're not have to kill anybody, yeah. we're just trying to see how well man machine, and uh their physical agility uh you know can last, and the obstacles and they can can go through
0: so, I-, I noticed one year you guys had a really cool drop off um is that something and I was like, "Oh, that's super cool. It looks like you would see like in the mountain bike kind of free ride world stuff like that. um when you guys are coming up with these obstacles or you know something that's more man made than like a natural you know tough terrain bit, do you guys go, man, do you think that do we want to try to be more tough on the man made obstacles or do you try to find more tough i guess natural terrain obstacles to kind of you know to 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 break up the the different aspects?"
3: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we're kind of challenged with our area because there's an extraordinary extraordinary amount of difficult terrain, but it's kind of a few miles away. This is an 8- to 10-mile course. So to try to keep it spectator-friendly uh, so you can get the publicity, you can get the photos uh, and so forth, we're trying to create a little bit more man-made terrain within the area. And if you're familiar the Glen Helen uh, facility there it kind of has a valley with a national track which they just held last weekend the AMA outdoor national yep uh, or excuse me two weeks ago which and awesome. uh, so we try <laughs> to take some of that terrain and uh, and build upon it you know we'll bring in some tubes we'll bring in some tires and there happens to be some natural change in elevation there that's close by uh, and then we were able to you know three years ago I said I wanted to ride up this thing and they're like oh they'll never make it so finally last year we said well let's ride off of it And then we said, well, instead of just riding down it, why don't they ride off the diving board? So we created the diving board, and, you know, it's about a a six-foot walking plank, if you would, out (laughs) off this cliff. And it's a 30-foot drop down to the bottom. Of course, it's not flat, but right after that, they have to stop and go through a bunch of floating logs uh, in three feet of water. uh, And and that's just before the finish line. So there's a lot of great spectator... Yeah, area for them to see, and this year we're going to put even more of these man-made or custom uh, obstacles in the spectator area. Um, and like I said, we had some. We used the national hill climb la- uh, last year. Uh, you know, these guys are out there on these you know motorcycles with you know seven hundred thousand or seven thousand horsepower. Excuse me, seven hundred horsepower. Yeah, and you know and seeing they're seeing all blasting the <laughs> Yeah. A lot of horsepower. Yeah. Um, so we're making these guys try to climb these things, you know? So it was fun to watch. It took them several times, but you know what? These guys are good and they make it.
0: That's cool. I think I would uh, w- loop out quite a few times and probably uh, snap quite a few fenders. Uh, uh, definitely. And break when a I couple say quite chains, a few, I don't mean that I would carry extra and reattach them. I'm just <laughs> sure that if I retried, I would uh, definitely break them over and over and over again. Uh, yeah. So. The pertinent information, so for people that are, you know, in Southern California, they probably know about this race and they have a good idea of how to either sign up or, you know, head to Glen Helen for the event. So for those that are listening that don't know that kind of information, what is the website? When do they need to be registered by? When do they need to show up at Glen Helen? What are some of those that kind of information so we can make sure that everybody that wants to know is in the know?
3: Absolutely. You know, great to know. We've been very... Uh, 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 doing a lot of promoting on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash PDLDS. A lot of activity going on there. You'll see a lot of the riders contributing comments. Uh, also the Prairie Dog web website. You can find the entry flyer there. Uh, that's uh, prairiedogsmc.com. Uh, go into the last dog standing event. You'll find the, the entry flyer there. The event is June 14th. Uh, at Glen Helen you can show up the day of to sign up if you want uh, you have to be there in time uh, at 7 o'clock to do that um, and to point out you know the exposure that we've got from this event has been tremendous I mean uh, a couple of years ago we've had riders coming from Latin America we had a guy come in from Hawaii we've had people from New Mexico Texas Oregon Utah all over the place they come to this event and we're getting a lot of curiosity out of our European friends uh as well. So um but some of our biggest competitors in this event, as you know, are uh a lot of the uh Endurocross guys and the off-road people. Everybody from Taylor Roberts who's won it the last two years uh to Johnny Campbell, 11 time Baja champion. Uh so they're you know they're they're all out here. Uh we appreciate them. We do this for them and you know anybody has any questions go to the website, go to the Uh, facebook page and we'll get it answered
1: cool so how long how long have y'all been out there trying to build this course
3: this course we were out last weekend doing a lot of trimming if you would uh trying to make it so that you could see the obstacles um but usually we just build on a lot of the existing stuff and we'll spend the next couple of weekends uh out there putting a lot of the man-made obstacles together
0: very cool what uh in your opinion what is the hardest obstacle going to be out there? Or if you don't want to say that, maybe what are some pieces of the hardest
1: obstacle out there? I think it's fair.
3: Wow. Um, I would definitely say the hill climbs that we have are very difficult. Uh, we have some downhills that have changed due to some flash floods, if you know what I mean. So the <laughs> terrain is a little bit different than what it was last year. Uh, so that should be very challenging for these guys. Um, but there's some funny ones, too. There's this, if you're familiar with Glen Helen, there's this bridge that crosses over the track. It's a walking bridge. Yep. And we make them ride up through this thing, and they're all caged in, and there's all these tires that are hanging down. You can see it on some of the photos. Yeah, I've seen a pictures lot of, of that. photos and videos out there if you Google uh, oh, Prairie yeah. Dogs, it's Last Dog famous bridge, for it's, sure. Yeah, there's so much intense scenery out there. I mean, there's guys that are upside down. Uh, there's guys that are just swimming. Um, you know, so there, there's just a lot of things, and it, it just amazes me that everything we throw at these guys, they're still able to do these events, and we still get six finishers. So, you know, that's okay with us. We're gonna keep challenging them. Six finishers out of 100 is okay, uh, you know. And we just try to 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 bring some new things there. We've got some new up and down hills. Uh, we'll bring back the diving board again, uh, and uh, you know, some other some other surprises. I guess we'll say.
0: Right. I love it. Well, dude, I know that this is going to be an exciting event. I wish that it was easy enough to just jump on a plane with a bike and uh, do this. I just
1: wish it was closer to me. I
0: know. We I need to get some of the KR4 Arrive and Ride guys to uh, uh, possibly support an event like this. That's and they true. could like drive like 10 to 15 bikes across the country, and then we could just fly in.
1: I would rent one. We could do some moonshine. Uh, yeah, i yawn down for some moonshine. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's, not so, it's not South Carolina. <laughs> a little bit of
3: moonshine. It's
0: not South Carolina, but SC is also Southern California. Okay. Yeah, that right. work.
3: We'd be able to get you some prairie dog moonshine, I'm sure, oh, if you guys wanted oh, to make okay. that trip. As, as long yeah, as it's not stuff. actual pee from a prairie dog. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared. I yeah. still don't. I don't trust. The,
0: I don't know if I trust the Keegans, the guys that run the Kr4 program, that much. I might have just been drinking urine that they said was moonshine. I mean, who knows? It all tastes like piss. As long as
1: it got you messed up, it's all right. <laughs> all,
0: right. all right, cool. So everybody can go to Facebook. Make sure you look for the what was it? The PD LDS.
3: Yeah, facebook.com slash pd for prairie dogs, LDS. All right, I'm actually going to put the
0: link. I found the link on Facebook. I'm going to drop it into the chat room. For those of you that might be watching live right now and don't realize that we have a chat room, the chat room you can reach is tlk.io slash seat time. Uh, it's a little funky, but it's pretty much talk.io slash time without an A. Um, and that way you can get in there and help us, help engage us for conversations like when we're talking to Greg and things like that. So you guys jump in there. Check out the link that he just mentioned so you can learn more about Last Dog Standing. Um, it sounds like everybody's going to have a fantastic time trying to break themselves and their motorcycles on June 14th. But the best part is after that, there's probably going to be quite a few coolers of beer uh, I waiting to be consumed. <laughs>
1: Maybe even Always. before they pull off.
0: Awesome. Well, Greg, we really appreciate you getting a little creepy with us and putting that sheet back there. And that just just so everybody knows, let's be completely honest. It is not his fault. There was just a lot of glare, and we were like, "Is there anything we can do to get rid of some of that glare?" And he was like, "I got a sheet." I was like, "Let's roll with the sheet." So we, we're not opposed to getting creepy. It's we so just asked. So he needs to keep the sheet and flashlight.
1: We got it. <laughs>
3: Awesome. There you go. Hey, guys, thanks for, thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. You guys got a great show.
0: Thank you very it's much, man. You guys you. have a good one in Southern California, and hopefully we'll chat soon.
3: Okay. I hope to see some of you guys out here. We look forward to it.
0: Later, man. As we switch over, of course, we like to talk about some of our fine sponsors, which is one of the things I didn't really mention that well, unfortunately, right when we started in the very beginning. So Fly Racing Stillwell Performance, the guys over at Fast Company making the awesome flex bars, and the guys at Dirt Tricks. So if you're like, ooh, I really like this show, seat time is kind of fun. So Wally Palmer is definitely listening to the show as we just call him in. Gosh, that guy. We try to tell him so many times. But you can always support this show by going to the people that support us. So definitely, please check out Fly Racing. Check out Stillwell Performance, and you can go see the guys over at Fast Company and... The guys over at Dirt Tricks. Yeah, I definitely so, need to
1: give still a call because my suspension is uh, not very good at the moment. See, that's what I'm
0: saying. You could say, hey, I heard about you guys on the show. Uh, I heard there's a discount, and there will be because you're just going to tell them that there should be. I'm, goods, you I'm broke,
1: and I need a discount, <laughs> so I'll take uh,
0: it. You're like, I was a co-host on C Time. There's like a co-hosting Seat Time discount, Please right? give me 5% off. Right? At Absolutely. Least. <laughs> so there's been a ton of stuff that's going on that we really did want to talk about, but again – We don't need to be here three hours a night like they do for Paul Pomek, sometimes four. We like to get into the information, give a couple beers and talk about it and have fun with it. So, speaking of having fun with it, we have wild man Wally Palmer skyped into the show. shit's going to be awesome. Dude, what is going on? How's your evening going, kind sir?
4: Hey, how's it going? Ah, packing. Packing? uh, Yep, leaving for uh, Texas at 3 a.m.
0: Texas for 3 a.m. So what time do you actually get into Austin?
4: Um, I think around like eight, 8,
0: 9 8 in the morning, nine in the, you yeah. know those bars open that early
4: Yeah, yeah, I can't wait <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know, woohoo,
4: yay
0: now, uh Austin's a fun town, have you been to Austin before?
4: Um, Nope, never been
1: to Austin, I've been to Texas but not Austin Yeah, it's definitely pretty fun, you can have some good times down there Yeah,
0: it's going to be cool to lay
1: your hair down a little bit and go
4: Oh, it's going to be good. Steve Cassini knows a couple of people, own bars and uh, houses, and it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, I was uh,
0: actually just emailed Steve earlier today. I was like, hey, Steve, I've never met you. I would like to introduce myself, and maybe we could have a few beers and be like, what's up? And uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. Well, you, Mr. Wally Palmer, are somebody that I wanted to talk to because you're a wild-ass man. Not just like your batshit crazy, but you are literally wild man <laughs> Wally Palmer. I mean, that is your name. I mean, there's just there's no two ways about that. So... When did all of that begin for you? Were you just always the showman? Did you become a showman? Did you all, Did you decide, I'm going to win it or break it? Like, Break it down, Like, where this persona came from. Or did you just give it um, to yourself? Yeah. All right, I, used,
4: I, I grew up riding three-wheelers with no brakes on There it is, right there. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to speak much. Uh, three-wheelers! Two-fifty yard, two-strokes, and just riding down the power tracks on whoops pretty much every day and wide open. I know mean, if I had a helmet back then I was like 11 12 years old then a hum guy Jim Corsello, got me in dirt bikes and uh, went racing and went from there
0: That's uh that's pretty what? insane so when did it when did you graduate or I don't I guess it's actually upgrade. yeah upgrade it's not a graduation <laughs> when did you upgrade to 2 wheels versus
2: 3
4: well, I was I was like what? I started at 14 at 15 I started racing in the pre-lap, like the hot lap, you just yeah. go out there and take a look at the course and hair scrambles, I'll come back completely muddy. Everyone else is clean, so
0: <laughs> if that tells us anything.
4: <laughs> right there, sorry.
0: what is this slow shit? What are you guys doing, man? Let's go <laughs> ride fast. It's like the throttle goes from here to here. I mean there's a stop on it for a reason. That's where it needs to rest.
1: Yep, Not for me. I backwards. just like a little bit.
0: <laughs> um I think I'm trying to remember which last man standing it was. Oh, shoot! It was the one where they had the kind of enduro cross build up right. I mean, like right at the end. Five hundred? No, it was like five hundred f- yards into the beginning, and it was like you, David Knight, and one other rider, and you hit the culverts at the end of this thing and just launched the shit out of it. Oh,
1: I remember that. Holy!
0: Okay. What yes. you, do you? I hate that this. Is going to sound dumb, but do you think about what's about to happen, or are you just it's just whatever it is it is.
4: Well, David Knight, when the first turn hit me, so I, like Walked the course, came back on, and I decided to jump over him Again, I'm back. Well, that's fair. <laughs> and just, yeah. I wasn't planning on jumping and it. Just looked, it felt good at the time.
1: You should have reached out for a skill switch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't just
1: look good. It was, it was.
0: I, I think I had happy times in my pants. Oh. Partially, I was scared. Partially, I was excited. There were all kinds of emotions going on. It was very well, there's strange. Some,
1: there's some different. There's some definite emotions going on over yeah, there with no, you. I don't know.
0: It's, it's this side of the couch. Don't worry. It's okay. Um, so 2008, kind of looking back into the history books, is when I saw you kind of start entering into the EnduroCross realm. Um, and the series started in 2007. We didn't really come, EnduroCross didn't really join the X-Game ranks until 2011. So there's a little bit of a gap in there where you, or some time in there, where you were competing in the EnduroCross series before X-Games really became part of the picture. Um, I wanted to know if you could kind of talk to us a little bit about the pre- Excuse me, but the pre-X Games EnduroCross. How or if it was different um, and some of the things that might have changed since it's become more of an X Games sport um, on top of just the series?
4: Well, the first couple ones we did were really tough. No one really had a track. We just all went out there. We were all like hair scramble guys, hair and hound people. We all just went out there and tried this. But now we all have tracks and all been practicing. The speeds are a lot quicker. Um so, they're making obstacles a lot bigger. Now it's it's good. It's a lot more, a little bit jumping, but it's, I like jumping, so it's that's what fans like, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely fun to see people jumping off logs and stuff. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, like
4: Vegas was great. It had that big tire double and burning whips and looking at the crowd, and they're like right next to you. So, it was, you know, they like it. So, we, do
1: you build multiple tracks a year, or do you just kind of stick with one layout, or how do you normally deal with that?
4: Well, we, um, we built a track, I think I built it back in 2010 when I was in Geico at my buddy Mike Hershey's place. And um, he's knocked a couple of trees down and started collecting tires and logs. And that track was done. Then um, it was good. Then we built another track at um, Mike Wheeler's place that I started training his kid. And that track was big because it was at a heavy equipment place and he had every machine there to play with.
0: <laughs> that, I would imagine that being able to have all that kind of that heavy-duty equipment really would uh would allow you to build much crazier and uh more fun enduro cross obstacles. For sure. With the uh, yeah. h- how many of the X Games worlds were you able uh world competitions were you able to compete in last year?
4: Uh, I did them all. I did um this one's going to be my eighth one race I did, but um I did the LAs and Brazil, Spain. In Spain I did Step Up, then Germany.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, we're going to definitely have to come back to Step Up, uh, because yeah. I remember that when uh, when you were, I hate to say it, but when you were attempting that. I would have never <laughs> even been on the bike sitting at the bottom of that thing, but it was it looked pretty intimidating.
1: My bike probably could have made it over, but it would have ghost rode. Yeah, it would, have, it would have Brian
0: deegan it, for sure. Um, how was the world events? And I would imagine that the reason that, some of the reason that they're not happening again is because it kind of took some of the Prestige out of it. I think people were winning one gold medal a year, and then they were now they were able to win all the you know all these medals throughout the year. Um, even though I know they were trying to get you know X Games physically to more locations. So, do you guys have any kind of acknowledgement or, or knowledge of why there there are no more X Games Worlds?
4: Um, I think world was, X Games. It costs a lot of money to ship everything around. They had hundreds of workers, and it was it cost a lot of money to do. What we do, and then they don't really charge you go next game. So I don't know where they're making their money, but um, the rally cars that that had to be expensive. Oh, that's so, true. Well, uh, yeah. So that right there just drained, I think, all their money. But not sure. But it was it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. So
0: it was pretty cool to see you guys going around to watch. The, around the around the world around the globe. <laughs> I noticed that the tracks seemed to be a lot faster. Um, and I like the the one that uh, Taylor Robert won seemed to be super quick. Um, you know, like you were saying, they did have a little bit more jumps, a little bit more motocross style. Is that something that was it is typical to X Games where it's it's the more technical, slowed down enduro cross style tracks are kind of sped up a little bit so they have a little bit more of what maybe all fans would enjoy a little bit more.
4: Um, it was fast. We had some big tire jumps and they had a big log jump and it was yeah like that's your went down really hard off the, mm-hmm. the log jump it was like fourth gear wide open jump off a log going like 60 feet yeah <laughs> it's stuff that we never even you don't practice that and then um but it it was a big stadium so we had had to build up big track the tracks were technical it was still tiring and the rocks were just slipping
1: so do, do they throw in stuff that's actually hard for you guys i mean i know that stuff is hard but i mean stuff that's actually yeah, they, hard to get over you don't
4: throw it in, then um, if we all go up it, they'll just wet it and put some mud on it and get it slippery, and you can't get up it. Okay. So. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> um,
0: so, so far, you know, we've only had one race this year. It seems like the series, I, I would say the series this year feels like it started off a little slow, um, and that's just because of the fact that we haven't had as many races up till this point. Maybe it was because of all the stuff that was going on with World X Games that it felt like we had a lot more Enduro Cross series. Um going on, but obviously none of those were part of the points pain so this year, how is it how is it kind of being an enduro cross rider? I would imagine it's got to be kind of tough right now with you guys have only have only had one race are there other are other ways that you're able to make income and you know are do you have a full time job as well like kind of how are you you know fitting the bill
4: i I think it's good um since yes, I work full time so I was able to actually get healthy finally get my body hundred <laughs> percent for the like seven years i've been hurt every year still riding and um I think that's so now i'm happy us. we had a little break and now let's get back to racing yeah all
0: right all right cool cool um of the pictures i'm trying to think about how to say this of the pictures and maybe the videos that you've seen is there something crazy that stands out in your mind that's just like holy crap i can't believe i did that
4: no, I, I like a challenge. I've seen the, um, they're going to have a tire step up, so that's going to be fun, something to do something crazy off of. Oh, that's good. So how much prep are you guys getting with
0: these guys? Are they kind of giving you heads up on what the course is going to look like in the track, and you know, or do you guys get practice or anything like that before the events? I mean, I would assume you get practice, but I don't know how much.
4: No, we we don't really know until we start seeing pictures from the enduro guys posting. But um, no, there's no practice. We practice Friday. Our race is Friday night, so we practice. We get about two fifteen minute practices, and that's it.
0: And that's that's pretty close to normal, though, right? I mean, you guys probably get what two ten minute practices, and then your hot laps and your and your qualies and stuff.
4: Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, see- it's
4: pretty. Um, that's good, because you don't want to destroy your bike in practice. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, do you ever ride a trials bike for this kind of Well, not for the racing, obviously, but do you ever ride one for fun, since yep. you do the Enduro Cross kind of stuff?
4: Yeah, I played with one for a little bit, and Jack came over. Jack Field came over to ride, and um, I ended up getting one with him, and he's just backflipping. I wasn't going to backflip, but he uh, told me to wait. Uh, so, I
2: would wait. He makes
4: it <laughs> my- I'm like, oh, I could do that, and not easy
5: at all. I would imagine. <laughs> did,
0: you saw, did you see Taylor Roberts' backflips? Yeah, that was,
4: that was good. Did he backflip so. a, a full-size bike? He, he, yeah, he yeah. did
0: both. He did his uh, trials bike originally, and then I think when Caleb Russell was out there, right when Taylor Roberts had signed with KTM, he was out there doing it. And uh, Caleb told me, he's like, I thought about it. He's like, I was really thinking about it, but he kind of backed off in the last second. I can't he even backflip like, uh, off my
1: boat, so...
0: I can't backflip on a trampoline.
1: Okay, that's uh, yeah, I will land has. off. So I got the same problem.
0: Oh, we got a good question from the chat room. What tires are you running?
4: Which tires? Yeah, are you running the gummy the gummy bear? No, I'm running an IRC tire, It's a special tire. Um, I'll find out when I get there. I had one <laughs> last year. It was it's so soft, but um, I'm gonna. I didn't really get the practice on it. so I'm just gonna test it at the X Games. Right. Not too. Not too smart but the tire is soft.
1: Hey, so. run what you brung. Is it a like a trials compound kind of tire? Or is it just a knobby
4: normal Softer. motocross tire? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, like they're... a but it's way soft.
0: From what I've heard talking to a couple different of the guys, you know, everybody, some of the guys are run with Dunlop, they have a gummy bear tire, like what they kind of they call it, and then Kenda's got with like kind of like a super gummy tire. And so I didn't know this, but I guess IRC does as well. Um, and, it's, then, uh... and and in V rubber too, I think all kind of they all have these like prototype so is it – could I go out and buy this IRC tire or is it something that you're getting specific from them?
4: Um, I think this one that this, – this is like a special-made tire they want me to test. So.
0: Ah, ah, okay. So not only are you racing on it for the first <laughs> time, but you're testing. testing this shit. Right. <laughs> it, it may not have knobbies.
4: Yeah, it may not – <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I got the front wheel drive to pull me around too. So. That's true. That's Ooh. true. So tell us a little bit about
0: the Cristini and how that has affected the way that you ride over some of these events or some of these
4: obstacles. I've always wanted to try events. one of those. Yeah, they're um they're good. If you get stuck, the front wheel drive will pull you out, and um that helps a lot. And then just when I do my whips and stuff, if I start to endo, I just hold it wide open, and, and I won't go over the bars. Most of the time. So, does it ride
1: close to the same other than it just kind of pulls with the front when you turn, or is it something you have to kind of get used to?
4: Um, I, no, it's, it's pretty good. Like if I went across on a different bike and ride that, I don't, I go on it. It's pretty good. Everything's the same. So, just, yeah, basically you don't get stuck.
1: (laughs) So, it helps. Well, it definitely helps for sure.
0: Uh, Wally, you actually came out and did a couple of the last man standings. We were talking about the fact that you jumped the crazy culverts and all the other stuff that's gone out there. And I remember you were on a Christini at a time. On some of those hills, now the way I think about it, from what I've heard, it's, it's when the back wheel starts to lose traction, is when it starts it changes some of that horsepower or some of that power to the front wheel so then it can actually track. Is that kind of is that correct? So it's not actually always pulling?
4: Yep. Yeah. As soon as your back wheel starts to slip, the front wheel slips and then um. it will start to go. But if for some reason you don't want all that traction, you can adjust the clutch. So you can have it slip a little bit, you can make that front wheel slip so it's not 100% locked in.
1: Ah. Okay. So, so do you ever run an automatic clutch for these type of events or do you normally just try of keep a normal clutch?
4: Um, I run both. I use the loose Clutch, so the, that clutch is really good, or the manual loose Clutch. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, those things are awesome. Uh, so, I don't know, man. Uh, you're coming into Austin. What about, we you and I were texting a little bit about parties that were going on, and I was all excited because somebody said that I could come to their BMX party, and <laughs> we were like, oh, but the skate party is so much crazier, da ba da da I was like, so, Wally Palmer... Have you heard anything about parties yet at X Games?
4: Um, not yet. Um, it's I heard it's supposed to be good. I know Jolene, she's going to be there. She said there's a bunch of parties, so it's it's going to be fun. You got to have fun while you're there. We race Friday, so Saturday, Sunday, it's it's open.
0: It's on. Yeah. Well, we're so, uh, we're leaving Sunday morning just because my parents are having their 40th wedding anniversary party and like all this stuff. They just moved to Texas, so they're doing like a big housewarming party on Sunday here. In North Texas, so we have to leave back for that. But yeah, Friday night and Saturday night, um, you know, we've kind of got free reign. Uh, me and our, our friend, another friend of mine, we're we're the two husbands, if you will. So the wives are going <laughs> to hang out and watch the kids, and we get to come out and play. So hopefully, we can meet up with you guys and see how poorly we do in, I guess, in the presence of heroes or something. They do have a, yeah. they do have a mechanical bull. I know on Sixth Street that we could go attempt to get oh, thrown w- off. Of I would win that. I wouldn't. win that I won't. Sure. I'll tell you now. I'll lose, but I'll try.
1: I'll try and win. I, yeah, and no, I'm not going to claim that I'm going to win, but I will try. What
0: about win. you, Mister Palmer? Would you Would you ride a mechanical bull?
4: Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. It's, you get hurt on it. It's great. Something to get hurt on. Keep doing it. Right. Just wear your helmet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the last time I was on Sixth Street drinking, the gentleman Adam that I'm talking about, that's probably going to be coming out with me, we actually got became friends with some chicks that were in a bachelorette party. And the reason why is because we were all making fun of the chicks that were on the mechanical bull. And <laughs> the, one of the chicks in the bachelorette party was laughed at what we said, and then we just got to talking, and it was funny. Well, we hang out with this whole bachelorette party the whole rest of the night, and we go out to the handlebar, which is off on 4th, 4th Street, I believe, or 5th Street, off of 6th. And we wind up. My buddy Adam had a seat time shirt on, and she they had the little bachelorette party shirts on. Well, she actually takes her shirt off and says, I want to swap shirts with you. And so she gets a seat time shirt, and he gets the little bastaret
1: shirt. How, how come that never happens to me? I know, I, I know. And, and I was like, bars. and
0: unfortunately, it's because we're so cool, not because the seat time shirt was that badass. Um, I think
1: anyway. Uh, I don't know. I like the seat time shirt. No no try way. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A seat shirt.
4: You guys got one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: bring you a couple. I'll bring you a
1: couple. The only
0: yeah. thing I say is that you you can keep the women. I get their shirts.
4: That sounded kind of creepy. Wait,
0: no,
1: I, I, want, I want the women. Can I, I please have them?
0: Well, I mean, you're going to have to fight please. Wally for the women. I can't have right, the women. Well,
1: I, then I lose. I don't yeah. know what to Wally, say. Wally's shorter <laughs>
0: than you, but look at those arms. Come on, show us your guns, Wally.
4: <laughs> <There> you <laughs>
0: oh, man. No worries. All right, so... People want to learn in for more information about Mr. Wally Palm. They're like, man, where do I go to find this guy? He's got to be on Twitter. He's got to be on Facebook. All those kinds of stuff. So where would people go to find more information about, out about you?
4: Um, I started Instagram like last year, so Instagram's been pretty good. You know, you just post videos and crazy pictures and crashes, and so I'm going to be posting some good stuff on there from my head getting run over by Jeff Aaron. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, so I, I, I went on your G- website <laughs> and there
1: was, it wasn't refreshed from like 2012 or something, so not on there.
4: <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a good year. But, <laughs> <laughs> I have ran over, ripped my ACL. I did a lot of things that year. So, <laughs> all right. But, so
0: everybody, go try to find Mr. Wally Palmer on all those. So, but unlike your Skype name, it's just Wally Palmer, right? Yes. Like all your just, stuff.
4: Yeah, everything's Wally Palmer then on um, instagram, uh, facebook, pretty much everything.
0: And then your real name is actually Wallace, is that correct?
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's Wallace Palmer. Um, so, at that a couple of years to get older?
0: <laughs> right now it's like I'm not really a junior, but I just go by Wallace. Um so did 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 uh, at did at some point in time you drop the Wallace because you were getting beat up or maybe you're such a badass now because you were getting beat up because of the name Wallace?
4: I think Wallace is, like, I don't know. That's for, like, older guys, I guess.
0: Right? <laughs>
4: so keep, it, keep it somewhat young.
0: Keep so it somewhat
4: young. All right. If you're, I like if it. Your, my back's still sore from doing step-up and stain, so.
1: I would imagine that's pretty far landing down there. I'm not.
4: Yeah, it hurts.
0: Yeah, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about that. Like, you just, did, how did you get invited for that? Did you just say, hey, I'm batshit crazy, I want to try step-up, and they were like, let's get Wildman we Palmer in there, or. How did that evolve? Well, they probably
1: saw him jumping off tires on the flat.
4: Yeah. That, well, I was in Brazil, and um, I'm, like, sitting in the stands. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun to do. I was like, I'll never do it. I'll be too scared. Then I'll uh, shake around. I was like, oh, you want me to step-up the next at the next race? And he was like, yeah, 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 Next thing you know, I get an invite for step-up. So I'm like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shit.
1: See what you get for asking the question.
4: A across, and I'm sitting there about to get changed, and, like, you're in for step-up. I'm like. Alright, I was like, let's build the jump. We built the jump in about an hour. Went out on a bike with just regular suspension. Tried it, and I was like, this is going to be uh, interesting. <laughs> so, I practiced, practiced a couple of times, and um, had some good crashes, you know, trying to practice. Because you're going wide open, straight up a wall.
1: Yeah, so did you have to change your suspension? you a little bit suspension?
4: sideways off that lip. It, it's, you, you pretty much go down. Um, so then I uh, just... Got my suspension done by, uh, got the suspension done, and, um, went to ship it on the plane, then, um, the shock never made it. So, yeah. Okay. That was not fun. So. Nope. I did a cross nope. across on, I think it was Saturday or Friday, and then we did endure across. I led the first, the first lap and the first heat, and then, um, I think something happened. I think I caught a rock on the clutch line. So, um. Pretty much rode LCQ smooth and got back, worked on the bike, and then uh went out the next day for a step up. So that's the first jump I did on it. Um we started back farther than thirty feet. So I kinda rolled into it, and when I guessed it, I turned left a little bit, basically pushed off the bar, jumped off the bike and landed right on my back. <laughs> oh. So lesson learned, don't turn no left turn off a jump. <laughs> <laughs> Do <laughs> <laughs> you think they're going to have a sign
0: for you this year that literally says, like, no left turn? Just put that on well, your you butt st- patch.
4: Well, Twitch and all them were standing at the post. I pushed off, of, and they're just, just looking at them, like, man, I'm going to take out, like, Twitch and all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just pushed off the pole and jumped. And, but, hey, we fixed the butt. I broke the triple clamp, went, because the thing landed so hard. Then went out, and they were already practicing. Went out, hit the jump probably, like, two times. And I did it good, and I threw a whip the first time, hitting it, and look back just you know to get out of my head, like, "Hey, you crashed." So, well, I'm gonna hit this thing and do a look back and a whip for the second shot at it. Did that, and I think something else happened, and then um, so I had to jump like twice, and I hit like twenty, twenty-five times. Then after that it was TV time, and then yeah, go for the bar, and so I had new no practice at doing it, and I um, he just pulled it <laughs> wide open. And- close your eyes, and I hope you make it over the freaking bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's like an elevator. Like, it just goes straight up, and then you're like, I'm hitting it right away. And you saw, all of a sudden, you go down, and then I look back, I'm like, how's that bar there? It looks like I just took it out. But,
1: so, so are you more nervous doing that than you are in cross, or, or what?
4: Uh, I tried to, I didn't want to get nervous. I just thought about, like, just hold it, you know, wide open, drop the clutch. Because I was on a two-stroke. And the guy in practice, he, the other guy in practice, um, tried on a t-shirt. He cased it and broke his ankles. He tried Whoa. it twice, cased it and broke his ankles. I'm like, oh, here I go. You're, be- you're, did- you're better than that guy. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I'm like, oh man, because he, he did it before, and the jump was really hard. It was really soft, and um, so you couldn't really get a good run at it. And um, so I'm just sitting there like, just hold it wide open and just. Craig.
0: <laughs> yeah, So the four stroke in that situation, because you're just coming from a dead stop, trying to get all that grunt to get up that thing, as high, I guess as fast as you can, really comes into play there over the oh, two yeah. stroke?
4: Yeah, they just come up to it and just um, roll on the throttle and just have that power, you know, the torque up the lip. I had to just hold it wide open like a motocross start and and just go.
1: <laughs> so were you on a, a 250 or were you on a 300?
4: I was on the 300 Cassini, so I was the first one to attempt it on a two-wheel drive, and then first offer you a guy to step up. two-wheel drive.
1: That's probably why you beat the other two two-strokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: the second his balls started dragging the ground
1: because they're so fucking huge, the front wheel started to pull. <laughs>
0: Jesus, Wally. Listening to you talk about this... The, there's not. It's not fear of not making it. It's it's fear of not going fast enough to make it. Or that's, fear of
1: turning left.
0: That's what that's what yeah. blows my mind is that you're just like I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm not gonna make it. I don't think I'm gonna go fast enough to make it. Like that
4: kills <laughs> <Yeah>. me, dude. <laughs> just give it all the gas and just go. It was uh It was slippery. So if you got a little sideways off the lip, the one jump I did, I was a little squarely coming up to it because it was like soft clay. I mean, hard clay. So it was all wet. It was like it was like pretty much like a high mud, and I was like um, I was half tempted to bow, and I, I brung it back. So, yeah, you don't want to fall from that height. Just like I said, right on your back, and I had enduro suspension, so it was rough landings. Uh,
1: that sounds impressive to me. Uh, uh, anything with enduro suspension in there is not good yeah. for me.
0: Well, dude, uh, good luck staying up. I don't know if you're going to stay up or go to sleep for your flight at 3 a.m., but you're going to get into Austin pretty early. Um, I don't know how busy you guys are going to be come tomorrow and Thursday. There's some pretty neat stuff to see around Austin, even if it's just sightseeing-type junk. Um, so definitely, if somebody's uh, local to the area or if you can't find anybody, text me, and I can shoot you some stuff to do. Um one of the things, too, is the bats. I know it sounds weird, but they have got uh, one of the bridges that's, like, oh, over the got, highways or something. A bunch of problems. bats live under there, and so there's a certain time of night that you can go sit kind of by this overpass, and all the bats come out, and you're like, you know, if you've got a chick, you can bring her and make out with her or whatever. I mean, that's what <laughs> the, that's what they say. You know? I got a wife with kids. We don't make out. We just we wonder why the kids are screaming. So <laughs> right. but, Same problem. Don't worry. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta pack. I gotta pull my bag. I didn't pack it or nothing. So I gotta do wash some. <laughs> yeah, last minute. And Jack Field and Christy, it's coming from Australia. They're gonna race the two-wheel drive bike too. So we got a lot of work to do on the bikes to get them ready for them. Yeah.
0: Um, so. so do you do you have a significant other or are you a free agent?
4: No, I got, I got a girlfriend.
0: All right. Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask how many condoms you were gonna pack, but then I won't ask that question. Did <laughs> you have a girlfriend? <laughs>
1: You can yeah, still I'll answer I'll just it. allude okay. to the question that I was going to
0: ask. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, dude, you travel safe. Get packed up. Uh, can't wait to at least share a few beers with you, and that way you can realize in person that I'm just as much of an idiot as you realize I was on the show. <laughs> and uh, and we can kick some acid-X games. What do you think?
4: Yeah, hopefully I get a gold and come back on the show, <laughs> and then hopefully it would be a good party going on.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like, well, the video. what we're going to do is if you get gold, I'm just going to bring my camera with me to the after party and what we film that night will be the show next Tuesday.
1: Can I put on your gold medal?
0: <laughs> <laughs> all the motorboating and all the shot body shots, possibly one dollar bills in places they shouldn't be. It'll no, be a good time. That's where they, that's that's where where they be belong. A good time. All right, dude. Take it easy. <laughs> Travel safe, and we'll see you soon. All right, man. Thanks for
4: having me. See you guys. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, Mr. Wally Palmer. I've been wanting to have him on the show for a long, long time. It's just taken me a while to find a way to say hey dude you're awesome come on the show. He's definitely a pretty cool guy. He sure. really is. He's a super cool dude and I'm glad he was able to come on the show cuz he's going to be at X Games. He really is something crazy to watch. Like when you get the chance to watch him ride it's just Well, I didn't crazy. even
1: know that that was him at the at the Red Bull uh, Yeah. take last man standing. Yeah. That that's pretty cool cuz I, I remember that. Say I was that standing. Yeah. It there wasn't the that. it
0: was not the first year, not I want to say it might have been the third year that that, that that he did at the third and last year was when he jumped all those culverts over David Knight. and mm. like Jumped over David Knight. So, as we do get ready for our next guest here on Seat Time, I again, I want to say a big thanks to all of our sponsors, Fly Racing. You can check them out at flyracing.com. They have all their kinetic mesh gear, um, so you can check that out. Stillwell Performance, we were talking about the fact that your suspension sucks. So, what do you need to do? Terrible, terrible. Stillwellperformance.com. And you can, at their website, they have a form that you can fill out to contact us. You just tell them, hey, I was listening to Seat Time. I, period. My suspension sucks. I need help. Let's chat. And that right there is going to get you uh, your foot Believe in the door me, on a big That's going to happen soon. So, of course, then, too, you're like, oh, man, I want to have better handling on my bike. Another way you can do that is the guys over at Fast Company have the awesome flex bars. I don't know if you've Ooh, ever ridden I've those. ridden
1: with those one time What'd and they're incredible. Isn't it? I I would you never I would you, never think that I could ever notice that small of a difference. Yeah. you think you like actually flex. Do. Oh, I'm going to feel cool. the
0: flex. You don't feel the flex. You just you you feel the I don't feel, feel the, the big impacts. The fact because yeah, you I don't, don't feel the vibration. It's, it's it's pretty cool. It's insane. So Fast Company fastco.com you can check them out. And of course the guys over at Dirt Tricks make a lot of products, but the ones that really put them on the map is the fact that they make such a bitchin rear sprocket that is just as light as an aluminum sprocket, but eight hundred times stronger. That's not scientific number, by the way. That is just uh, me having you can claim it be had scientific half you of my beverage, but it is definitely <laughs> stronger and worth checking out. So DirtTricks.com. Super, super happy to have those guys on and support us seat time. So we're gonna go with our next guest and I am gonna I'm gonna now uh, Morgan, do not correct me until I say it wrong. But I'm gonna try to pronounce your last name right now. <laughs> And I'm just going to go ahead and say it's going to be Morgan Tank.
1: How did I screw it up? It's very wrong, isn't it? It's
5: actually a tanky. Tanky, tank-y? Are you E? It's not a silent E? No. Oh,
0: what ethnicity? You're, nope, that's not right. That, eth- ethnicity? What eth- eth- ethnicity is thats that? Is that
1: mm, We're making up our Where own are you
0: words. from? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are your parents German?
5: Uh, I don't
1: know. I have, I have the slightest idea about all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're like, man. <laughs> like, I don't know I'm, where I'm from either. It's okay. It's <laughs> okay. I'm in high
5: school.
0: I have red hair. People <laughs> laugh at me. It is... Co- I'm just kidding. <laughs> if I was a ginger, I would be happy about it, so I'm okay with it. But I have to say, we definitely... Are very happy to have you on seat time. We had a lot of people reach out and tell us that you are a up, up, up and coming Endurocross lady that is out there riding, putting in the af- effort, and that we should have you on the show. And I was like, you know what? That sounds fantastic. Let's do it. So, doing a little bit of research, it looks like you've been riding trials for a while. That's kind of where you got your background on motorcycles. And just as of recent, in the past couple of years, you switched to riding bigger bikes. And even more recently, you switched to actually competing and riding Endurocross. Now, you can correct me on all the things that I got wrong and tell me all the things that I got right because I do have an ego. I don't want you to deflate it completely.
1: So give me some credit. Just do it a little bit. Yeah, just a
0: little
5: well, bit. You pretty much got all of that right. Like I rode, I rode trials since I was about four. And then I switched over to dirt bikes when I was like 15, 16. And then I decided just to take it and race and dirt cross. And I mean, the reason I saw and cross and knew I could do it was, from X Games. Like I saw it and I knew I could I could do that and I wanted to and so I did it. Huh. And finally got the invite. So I was
4: pretty happy about that. Now
0: it's interesting the way you just said that. You said you finally got the invite. Was that is that because that you've you've hoped that you would have had it earlier or is this the first time that you thought that you would have had a chance and that you did get
5: the invite? Well I've been trying I think for three years now. Okay. So I mean, it was pretty. I was pretty stoked to get it this year. I can only imagine.
1: Yeah, I would. I want to race X Games. Yeah, I want to. Uh, they watch, would
0: laugh at I me. Wanna, but... I want to watch you race X Games. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. Wanna race X Games. <laughs> 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 so, you're an athlete, and you're trying to come. You know, trying to get this invite to go to X Games to race an Enduro Cross. How do they tell you you have been invited? What is? Is there a process? Is it crazy? Is it? Int- did you have to put up YouTube, YouTube videos? Yeah, I know was that it Brett, just like... Brett
1: Q or whatever, trying to do Best Whip, I'd Yeah. go through a very long
0: road. <laughs> how did How did you find out that you had gotten this invite?
5: Um. Uh, well, they emailed me a couple months ago, I think in, like, March or something like that. And then I wasn't allowed to tell anybody for, like, a week, so that was kind of hard. I had to keep that in. And then...
0: Because um, you wanted to go straight to Snapchat, didn't yeah, you? Snapchat you? Yeah, Instagram, you blow up.
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um they did the press release and then I got to tell everybody that I was invited and then that's pretty much how it all
1: went on. I bet that was a really tough week. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah. Are you uh so at 17 are you a
0: junior in high school, a senior in high school, or are you drop Yeah, out? I'm a junior. Junior? Okay, well, let's go. No, I'm not a dropout. Out. That's good. That's good. I was a uh, I was man, I was 17 as a senior. I did not turn 18 until after like I was almost about to start college and then I finally turned eighteen. Yeah, I was
1: I was seventeen as a that senior horrible, too. Horrible,
0: horrible, horrible. So you're gonna be eighteen. Are you are you gonna be eighteen like most of your senior career? Yeah, I'll
5: be eighteen um the last day of the year, so the thirty first of so December.
0: Half. So half. At that so, point yeah. in life are you just gonna tell your parents, stop telling me what to do, I'm eighteen, I'm going to high school. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I don't think so, because I pay for all my racing and stuff,
1: so I can't really do that. Okay, you. Yeah, you better be nice then. <laughs> yeah, you're a very intelligent young man. <laughs> yes. I'm
0: glad you have a good head on your shoulders. Buy them presents. <laughs> I, I want to <laughs> ask, um, is there any... Do you... I would imagine at this point in time you've raced her, so you would have some inkling of who Rachel Gudish is. She's just a little bit older than you. She just graduated high school. You know, she. You, I've watched her kind of move up through the ranks um, on a much bigger team this year, much more support. I want to know from uh, your perspective, being a little bit younger, is she someone you look up to? And tell us a little bit about some of the other ladies in the sport of Enduro, enduro Cross that have influenced you on you know what you're trying to do right now.
5: Well, uh me and Rachel we're pretty good friends. I mean, we're friends but we're also rivals at the same time. I mean, we're good friends off the track, but when it's when we're on the track, I mean we'll just go out there and battle if we have to. That's with everyone too. You know, breakthrough for a week. Yeah. And I definitely would say, um, I looked up to Maria Forsberg. She's yeah. um she's she's done a lot in the sport, so She's yeah. definitely one to
0: look up to. Yeah, I think that's a good one to look up to. To be completely honest, she's younger than I am, but and 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 I'm a male. Not that it matters, but I definitely <laughs> look up to her. Like she is, she's a force to be reckoned with, man. Especially because for such a long time, she was not only racing a full career, but she was also working a full time electrician job. I mean, she was out there, just oh, on the path. She's actually beating. working to get it yeah. done. All right. So it's like, even when she was underneath the KTM tent those last couple of years racing GNTCs, racing Enduro Cross, you know, fully factory-supported uh, woman rider, she was still, you know, going to a full-time job. That's so. pretty impressive. Yeah. So hopefully that instills in you some good... Uh, ethics. Ethics? Ethics. You can Things of importance to make sure that you don't screw up in life, because we don't want you to do that. So... What, now that you're here, you've gotten the invite. You're going to X Games. You're in Austin right now on seat time. Pretty much the best off road show on the internet. Because we're the only one, but still. What have you been doing lately to (laughs) try to, you know, to do the best possible job you can while competing at X Games?
5: Um, I pretty much treated X Games like it was a normal cross race. I don't want to, like, go too crazy and practice too much and hurt myself before. So I wanted just to keep it all together and just stay in the same rhythm that I have been for all the races I do. I don't want to change it up too much. It It, it is a bigger race in theory, but it's also, they're all the same. It, you do the same thing each race. So,
1: so do you, you don't prepare any different or do you prepare any different for like a big event like this? Well, I didn't hear that. Sorry. Uh, do Do you prepare any different for an event, uh, kind of like X Games, or you just kind of come in and into it the same as you would uh, just, just anything else? I
5: just uh, I just try to practice like the same as I do every race. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: I know that one of the things that we saw was that you were doing some training with Destry Abbott with the D A Eight program facility, all that kinds of stuff. However, so. Tell us a little bit about that cuz I know that that's a cool thing. You know, he's been training people for a while, but he's kind of really put a lot into the DA8 program this year with the whole new facility and all that. So go ahead and tell us, you know, what's how that's been for you and how you think that that's really helped or, you know, maybe it hasn't, but I have a feeling it has.
1: Probably has. Oh, <laughs> well,
5: it definitely has. Going up to instructing has helped me so much. I it's teaching that you don't think you're doing wrong. Like cuz when you practice all the time, you just get in that motion You think you don't think you're doing anything wrong, but then when you have a professional telling you, like, oh, well, if you do this, then it'll probably be a little faster for you. So, I mean, and he teaches me all, like, the skills that the guys are doing that most of the girls aren't, and the guys are obviously a lot faster than us, so it's probably better to ride like a guy, so.
1: Well, if there's somebody to train for him, I think he's probably a good person to train for. Yeah,
0: he's definitely a guy to watch. Have you had a chance to ride his KX500?
1: Hopefully not.
5: No, I have not. But I got to ride his, I think it was his 450 around.
1: Yeah?
5: The track a little bit. But honestly, I was too scared to ride it because I didn't want to crash in and break it.
0: (laughs) Man, I would love to throw a leg over that KX500, his old uh, National Heron Hound. Uh, championship bike. That thing. No, thank was a you. Piece. No, thank you. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. it would be so much fun. So, let's speculate a little bit here, if you will, Morgan. X Games goes phenomenal. You medal. So, you're at your first X Games competing. You medal. You know, we're coming up on some more Enduro Cross rounds. You're starting to do really, really good. Uh, you're meddling at those. What do you see as a possible next step? Um, there are not I don't think uh, a lot of places for women to only be enduro cross racers uh, and to try to keep making money at it you know you can go to college and all that stuff and wind up getting a job and do it on the side obviously we've seen people do that but if you wanted to try to keep going and try to see this as a little bit more of a all encompassing paying job what do you think those next steps would be for you um, beyond just doing some enduro cross races well
5: I mean I've been trying to stick to endurocross just because I'm not really good at the other stuff. I'm I'm a decent decent rider at everything else, like works. I've done a few of those, but I mean, I'm not very good at it. Right, that's but, okay. I mean, believe me, you haven't I'm, seen
0: me race a works race, have you? <laughs> I'm really bad at
1: it. So,
5: <laughs> I mean, I'm a trial rider, so going fast doesn't really, I mean, I that's not in my roots.
1: Do you ever ride any motocross trying. for fun? I've been or? trying.
5: Huh? Yeah.
1: Do you ever ride motocross for fun, or are you just normally trying to stick to the woods? No, I do.
5: Uh, I usually go to the motocross track at least once a week. Yeah, okay, that's good. good. Yeah.
1: You would, if you do remember uh, a
0: gentleman by the name of Cody Webb, he was also just a trials rider at one point in time, and now he is definitely um, a top competitor in almost all every hard enduro he goes to. And you can see that he's been winning a crap ton. I think now we've had the last four Enduro Cross races uh, going back into last year and then the first one this year. So being just a trials rider uh, is a lot of talent. Um, I think
1: that's a better base to start with because you're better at the technical kind of stuff.
0: Because the things you guys learn as a trials rider is the stuff that we, as just a guy on a dirt bike, never learn. Because for you guys, it's all about control. For us, growing up, it's just the speed. Yeah you know, the speed is the first thing that you can conquer easily because it's all about fear at that point. There's no real bike control when it comes to speed. Now jumping and turning, that's where a lot of bike control comes in and gets better. But I think for you guys as trials riders, the only thing that makes you better than the rider next to you, well may only, but probably for the the main thing would be how well you can control the throttle. You know, your bike control skills are just off the charts. So you probably do have a fantastic base to become I don't know, whatever you want to be. Yeah, definitely. Which is why you're 17, still in high school, and about to go to college, because you still have the whole world before you.
1: Right? And you're good at dirt bikes. <laughs>
0: so, probably just said too many big words, got a little <laughs> got a little too deep. It happens, it happens. So, Austin, what do you think of Austin so far, Morgan?
5: Well, I pretty much have been here for a couple hours. Um, I got, we got in, at, I think, like, Six o'clock, and uh, we did that indoor skydiving they were having. Uh, oh um, yeah! So you're, you're awesome.
1: already having fun, jeez.
5: Yeah, they were having that athletes party thing, so we got to do that, I, that was awesome. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was, but it, it was pretty tough.
0: Yeah, it was at the iFly place. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have one of those in Dallas now at the Stonebriar Mall. Uh, I've always like wanted to try two. that. Oh, I took my uh, I took my daughter Kaylin there. She was seven at the time; she's eight now. She loved it she was really afraid but she had a lot of fun she doing knew that it. oh yeah wow. and she, it she and Morgan's correct it is it's it's not hard it's just much more technical than you would think like the bike the bike skills thing we're talking about yeah. like it's just yeah. that little those little tiny like the ways you can control your body. You just don't do walking.
1: <laughs> well, I'd like to have that experience, but I don't. Unfortunately, I don't want to jump out of a plane. So, hey, man, that's why you do the indoor that's skydiving. That's I need to do that. Yeah, it's probably, probably like cheaper too. Off the ground. <laughs> but look, so, all right. So, what's blades. next?
0: then what? What else do you get to learn about Austin? Have you been uh, mugged?
5: Oh, hopefully not. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can say no. I, I, don't,
5: I don't know.
0: You haven't been mugged. You don't know if you've been mugged. The what? You haven't been mugged? I
5: don't know what you said. Mugged? No.
0: Okay, that's good. Well, that is good. Because I said, "Have you been mugged?" And it was like, like the computer broke up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Is she telling us this like crazy story? <laughs> and we don't know what's going on. <laughs> so it wouldn't have been good. So, what do your parents think about all of this?
5: Well, I mean, we didn't really know that we were going to get into this. We like, kind of just like jumped right into it, but. I mean, I think they like it. I mean, I they're supporting me and let me do all this stuff. So yeah, I, I actually like it.
0: Cool. I, I would imagine. So, is there a parent that you have that rides? I mean, is that kind of you know, is is your father or your mother? Do they ride trials? And that's kind of how you got into it, or was it a different family member?
5: Yeah, my dad. Uh, he rode motocross for a while, and then he got into trials, and then he got me and my sister in the trials. Because I think one of the reasons is it's safer. So he got us into that. I mean, you can't really get that hurt on a trials bike. So he's the one that got us into all of that.
0: So he got you into trials to try to keep you safe. And now you're racing yeah. Enduro Cross at the X Games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did, Plan failed. <laughs> did, did he just high-five himself because he figured out what happened? <laughs> Look, like it backfired, son of a gun. <laughs> no. Well, that's all right. My well, parents tried to raise me to be normal and to not be crazy. And, well, I, uh, guess, it, I guess it worked.
1: They, they failed for <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> all right, Morgan. Besides, you know, the chance to possibly go win a medal, um, What's what are some of the big things that you want to take away from this experience, being able to compete? You know, at the level that X Games is.
5: Um, I definitely want to get, like, a top five in the race. I mean, a medal would be awesome. But taking away from this would be just, like, gaining my experience at X Games. And then if they have it next year for the Enduro Cross, I mean, definitely come back swinging. But, I mean, I obviously want to get a medal this year, though. Yeah. That's the goal.
0: Awesome. Well, we really, really appreciate you coming on the show. I know it was uh, interesting us getting set up and stuff like that, as it always is. But C time, we just like to keep it crazy here. If we're not pushing technology, we're pushing each other. And I don't like to get pushed, so we we'll just push technology. <laughs> so I'm going to be down there tomorrow evening, but unfortunately it's going to be too late probably do anything because I'm going to be up early, early, early Friday morning to get my media credentials so I can head down there. But I will be down there and I will be taking pictures during practice. I'm going to be trying to do an interviews because I'm going to put together a little podcast of, uh, of audio only, of talking to racers like yourself, uh, obviously uh, some of the other women, so the other men. Um, and I want to try to talk to some of the promoters too from Endurocross to really talk about X Games and what they're doing for the sport and stuff like that. So look for me, look for the mustache, probably going to have a seat time shirt on. Um and please don't be afraid to come talk to me. I'd love to meet you in person. Um just to say thanks for being on the show in person and of course then get your thoughts on the track before we go into the mains and then I'm going to want to talk to everybody afterwards to get those as well. So uh, yeah, we appreciate it and I look it's forward to meeting fun you in person.
1: To you. Well,
5: thanks for having me on the
0: show. Yeah. As always, it's it's great talking to ladies that race dirt bikes because I think it brings such a different perspective to it. You know, one of the great uh, co-hosts slash guests that we like to have on is Jordan Bailey. Um, you know, she's she's been in your shoes, but on the GNCC side of things, you know, being a top woman's pro racer. Um, so it's so cool to be able to get ladies like yourself in here to talk about the sport, and you know, it, it's it's a different perspective. So I really appreciate that. So thank you very much for coming on, and uh, I do look forward to meeting you in person. So thank you
5: thank
0: you <laughs> alright your parents can stop thinking we're weird and I hope that you guys have a great <laughs> night and we'll meet soon thanks again for being on the show alright so next we go to Taylor Robert hopefully he's prepped do you think he's prepped?
1: probably not
0: we'll find out alright so we're just going to call him and see what happens again as we always like to do we like to thank the people that do support this show we don't get a chance enough to mention fly racing though we do have a sign back here for those guys so please go check him out it might be in the way Stillwell Performance, that's okay. You're just with me. <laughs> Still well performance does a great job of suspending anybody's business. Um, and one of the fun things that I don't think a lot of other people know too is that they do a great job making other products for your motorcycle. One of them is the adjustable link guard, which is fantastic for KTM's because now that they have linkage, they have that annoying. It's just at an odd angle and it gets caught up on stuff. For slow guys like myself, our next guest will not have that problem because he just lifts the front wheel higher. And slams into it with the back wheel, uh, sort of a splat, if you will. Uh, We'll get into those technical terms later on the Definition Show of Seat Time, where it explains everything that I actually mentioned, all the dumb stuff. (laughs) It's going to be a long episode. Yeah,
1: long episode.
0: (laughs) And then, of course, uh, the guys over at Fast Company and Dirt Tricks. If you do not go check them out, Taylor Robert will not win X Games. And we want Taylor Robert to win X Games. (laughs) So, Taylor Robert, welcome to the show. Welcome back to America. All
2: right. What's up, guys? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, had a little relaxing day. A little, I had a long day yesterday <laughs> with like 20, 25 hours of traveling. So uh, today just uh, hanging out and then uh, going to ride Indoor across tomorrow and then head to Austin. How's the
0: jet lag, bro? Oh,
2: it's pretty good. It's not too bad. I uh, popped a couple of Benadryl last night and passed out for... For a while. Smart man. That doesn't sound bad.
0: Because Benadryl is much safer than Ambient. I don't think people realize what. Uh, well, like
1: I, it, you see all sign, all kinds of fuzzy things on the wall when you take <laughs> ambient So <stuff. laughs> I think Benadryl is the better option. Yeah.
0: So uh, I think it's smart that you took a bunch of uh, uh, antihistamines opposed to a bunch of God only knows what's in that kind of shit. So, yeah, all yeah. right. I think you're smart. You're healthier and better better in shape than, than we are. I mean, I'm probably better looking, but. We, we obviously know that's debatable.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's all a the stash. Yeah,
0: it's true. I can offer free mustache rides. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you have? What I got you, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, dude. So, lots to talk about. Obviously, you're going to be coming into Austin soon because you're going to be racing at X Games, which is cool because first time in Texas, going to be here for three years. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you just came back from your first endeavor at Erzberg, where you got ninth place, beating out – Cody Webb by millimeters of tires as you guys race through the last arch there, and we'll find out if you even needed to do that. And, of course, this is your first year on the KTM, I mean, or, or on factory KTM. Huge, huge, huge changes coming to this year. We did talk to you earlier about some of those changes that came on, but we haven't had a chance to check in. So, whoo fifth place at the first EnduroCross in Las Vegas. Good, bad, and different right where you expected tell us a little bit about how that kind of broke down for you
2: um, well that was uh, just a weekend that I wanted to get in and get over with I uh, I as you guys know probably had surgery about six weeks before that race and uh, yep you and your,
0: your you had your busted gut or whatever
2: yeah so I blew it my intestines, and I was just trying to get through that race. Um, I was actually feeling pretty good about two weeks before the race, and then I got really sick uh, the Friday before Vegas, so a whole week before the race, and I didn't eat anything from Friday until the day of the race. I just went on like a liquid diet and was completely drained, felt awful, but I made it through the weekend, even though I went over the bars in the first turn, and then good old Destry (laughs) Abbott fell out. Went over the bars on top of me, and him and I started dead last. And I, uh, luckily the track was technical enough where I could just kind of work my way up. And, uh, I think it was pretty physically demanding as well. So once I got through that, I was happy. I mean, fifth place is, is not a bad place to, to start, and you get some points and, and, uh, just move on to the next one. And then, uh, yeah, I've been feeling great since then and went to Erzberg, had an awesome time and, now I'm ready for some X Games action.
0: Oh my gosh, X Games, X Games, X Games! I as well am excited about X Games. So I wanted to know, you. I kind of did some history searching, if you will, on X Games um, and your history with endurocross. And your history with endurocross actually aligns perfectly with endurocross's history with X Games. 2011 at LA Coliseum. That was your first X Games and endurocross. So. How was that? Do you think that that experience was any different than what a lot of other people experienced with their first EnduroCross experience?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, I had done some uh, EnduroCrosses before that, but never as like something that I really took you know seriously or that I was contracted to do. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go try and do Vegas. But yeah, that was my first main event I ever made was the first X Games, and it was pretty awesome. I mean, it was a, a really cool experience, and just... Get out there with that many fans, and knowing that that many people are watching it was was pretty cool. And then, obviously, since then, I've I've done every Endurocross X Games there's been, yeah. and uh, hopefully, I get to do as the rest of them, whenever, however many more there's going to be, also.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and this is, I have. So, if you're a top Endurocross rider, if you're in the points, I would say top ten. Does and and the Enduro X of x-games is definitely going to be part of the enduro cross series does that mean that you probably are shoe in for an invite i don't know if that's a dumb question but
1: um
0: because like cause is it isn't x-games an invite only but then right now x-games is actually part of the enduro cross series
2: right um which i think they actually take the top 20 guys from the series so uh
0: Uh oh, did we get a did we get a frozen Taylor?
2: Uh oh. Trying to get. Uh oh. There you go. You're back. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a a big thing to try and get invited to X Games, but luckily, I've, every year I've been in a position where I didn't really have to worry about getting an invite.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd always, if I had an invite only thing, a soiree, if you will, you would be on my invite list.
1: I'd invite you
2: for sure. Yeah.
0: Thanks, I appreciate <laughs> I'd that. Invite you. I mean. I I think that we had a good time at EnduroCross in Vegas last year. You know? Yeah. I don't remember half of it, but I know I was there. So, I mean, (laughs) apparently we were having a good time. That's the sign
1: of a good time, (laughs) I think.
0: It just really sucked at 3.30 in the morning when we had to leave and get in the car and start driving home. (laughs) Yeah. But, hey, you know, you make make little sacrifices in life, right? I don't think it's a sacrifice. Um, So, Erzberg. Yes. I mean... I could ask a lot of little questions, but my big question is, <sighs> tell me the most important part that we need to know, because holy shit, that had to be crazy.
2: Yeah, it uh, it was nuts. I mean, it was really a, a pretty pretty cool week. Um, I got to try a lot of stuff and experience a lot of new things. I went to the, the KTM headquarters and the race shop in and Then I went to the Red Bull headquarters in Salzburg. And I went down to Erzberg and just checked it out, and it rained every single day I was there up until the day of the race, and uh, finally the day of the race, it was sunny, but uh, it was a pretty good time. I mean, I got to, to hang out with Johnny Walker the whole time, and he kind of took me to the areas that we needed to walk and, and kind of just took me under his wing and showed me everything that he thought I needed to know, and then he went out there and smoked me. So,
1: so do they normally run around the same track, or do they kind of pick out uh, different yeah. sections and that kind of stuff?
2: Um, you know, that's that's one thing about Erzberg that I kind of learned after doing this trip, is if you've done it once or twice, especially if you've done it consecutive years in a row, it, it's definitely a huge advantage, because all those guys that had done it before knew exactly where they were going, because the track's generally the same. They might, like, change it up just a little bit, um... But and like this year, they added I think one new section that they had never run before, which was a pretty tough section. Uh But other than that, like all those guys have have ridden ridden those sections before. And like Johnny was out there for three weeks before the race, riding and and Letty Letty well, Letty's cheater. Yeah, <laughs> Letty goes there like for a week at a time every month and just rides. So uh those guys definitely have a. A little bit of an advantage in that aspect of it, but now that I kinda know what it's like and I actually this morning I watched the whole thing on uh, online on Rebel and just kinda it was good to see exactly how they were doing things compared to how I was doing it. But the the one thing about what you guys see compared to what I see as a writer is they don't really film that much in the woods and the woods is freaking nasty. Like there is so much technical stuff in those woods that they can't get cameras on that is uh, definitely that's where a lot of the race goes on.
0: Yeah. It was really cool being able to watch the live event. They've Red Bull's done that for the past couple of years being able to put up the live feed and it is a really 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 awesome aspect to be able to watch from. But it is the exact same parts where if you watch a GNCC you're like, "Man, I wish they could get more camera angles." It's like, "Yeah, I mean, I wish that they had a million dollars to spend on this too." Like cuz uh, that's yeah. that is a deciding factor. I mean, you guys are riding miles and miles of trail. So it's definitely tough to cover You know, that whole, the whole trail. But if you were to say you're an American now, you've gone to Erzberg, you've competed in it, you've done top ten, hardest part of the entire spectrum of, you know, Prologue, Iron Giant, all that kinds of stuff, what is probably the hardest part?
2: Um, you know, I would, the hardest part, like, technical-wise is literally, for me, in the woods because it was muddy, slippery. Uh, tree roots they have all those uh, steel pipes coming down the side of the hill that you have to cross when you're already on a like, off camber mm-hmm. so that stuff is hard as far as like super technical you have to be super light and stuff on the bike but uh, I mean it, it always comes back to Carl's Diner because that section is like there's nothing really really hard in Carl's Diner where you're like dude I don't know if I'm going to make this like pretty much anybody can make it through Carl's Diner it's just how quickly you can go through it, and it's so long that it just wears on you. And you you get all the way to the end of it, and then you're like, all right, I have a little break. But literally, you like drop down the hill, and then you go back into it and go the opposite direction. Oh, so.
1: oh
0: I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was I didn't that know that bad. I just, just The way it makes it look, I guess, from, from our perspective is it's kind of like you enter Rocky Field at point A and –
1: yeah, just go across and then exit
0: point B. But yeah, if it's all that, it's like, hey, you see that part over there? You're about to ride that again. You suck. It's like, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so so how long how long did it actually take you to finish the whole thing?
2: Um, it was just over two hours. I was like forty minutes behind uh, Johnny, I think. Nice. So he did it. He did it in like an hour and a half.
0: Um, oh, that's killer. How. Explain a little bit about. I, I kind of like just caught this offhand about you got you and Cody Webb racing to the last <clears throat> arch, even though the finish was at a different point. Kind of explain a little bit more what happened and why you guys were even zipping each other towards the finish. Um,
2: well, it all started on the like the last nasty climb, which uh, they call dynamite, and um, like I was I was pretty exhausted. I made a few rookie mistakes throughout the race, where like i uh, I tipped my bike over on the side of a hill, and then I had to like basically lift my bike back up to where the trail is because you can't go down because if you go down you're you're not getting your bike out, so it's one of those <laughs> things where you have to lift your bike back up the hill and I did that probably uh well, two times were really bad, one time was not so bad um so I lost a lot of time there, and I know Cody lost some time in the in the forest too, so basically we came to like the last technical section and we were really close together. And I was lining up for the hill, and he just blitzed, like railed right by me and uh, tried to make the hill without lining up for it, and he didn't make it. So I went for it right next to him, and I made it. And then we're like – then I think that kind of made it like the battle was on. I didn't actually (laughs) – I didn't realize he was that close to me. And uh, so then we're like – we probably both had a little bit of, uh, you know – Pride. Pride and like American American pride going on there. Like we wanted to be the first American to the finish line, and uh, so then I there's like another little wooded section right after that. I kind of reeled through that pretty good, uh, and then up the next climb, um, which was real loose, but it wasn't very hard. And we got to the top of that, and I was actually right behind uh, Ben Hemingway right there. And the scanner wasn't working, so Ben was stuck there. I was stuck there, and we waited there for.
0: Uh-oh. Oh! Did we totally just oh. lose a computer? Oh my gosh! So we're gonna me. have to get it connected again. Apparently, one computer just shit the bed. It's plugged in and everything, but that just sucks. So as we do this, I definitely want to uh, check back in with Taylor because it's gonna be interesting. But the good thing is, is I have some random stuff to talk about. So, uh, yeah, on the eco tires, that's gonna be a good question, Mister uh, Mister Kudlow. So. A lot of stuff that's gone on right now that I think is really interesting. Charlie Mullins' wrist injury. With that, unfortunate Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean he was in title contention, obviously with the National Enduros just kicking ass and taking names. I mean he had not lost a National Enduro and in pretty much all of them so far, he is just leaps and bounds above
1: everybody. Yeah, I saw I saw that picture. It was a nasty picture. Yeah,
0: I mean it was and, and apparently it wasn't broken. I think it was just a very, very horrible dislocation.
1: That yeah. is a terrible dislocation. Yeah, so oh, and then
0: he had surgery that night um to help to to plate it, pin it or you know the whatever doctors do to fix that kind of situation. Um so <laughs> I'm like watching the chat room and like watching the computer and like trying to talk and this is just
1: like we we well. we
0: try to not have any technical errors.
1: And well, we were. I'm here, so there's guaranteed to be at least two. We were doing so, glares, so good. We had one. We're
0: Doing so good. <laughs> um, no, we're rebooting it for whatever reason. Even though I know it was plugged in, and I know Stephen knows it was plugged in, it was not charging, and it just was, yeah, it just shit the bed on us. So it's rebooting. We'll get Taylor back up, and we'll keep talking. But um, go ahead and text him just to let him know that it's not that we didn't hang up on him. Um, so that wrist injury for Charlie Mullins sucks though, but it opens the door for so many different things. I think more so in the National enduro uh, series than in the GNCC series. I hope um, having talked to Caleb Russell Charlie Mullins, Josh Strang, um, guys like that right now, I do think it is Caleb Russell's to lose
1: yeah, I, I definitely do too. I think him him and him and Charlie had it had a good had a really good race series going on, yeah. and I think Josh uh,
0: String. I think I think he's got a win in him. Yeah, um, I think for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he like it. I almost hope that this like puts like an extra jump in his fire um, for him it's, to get. It's going to, to stoff, it's gonna be hard to stop. It's going to be hard to stop Caleb. But yeah, he is just so just on it, and it's pretty awesome that he's yeah. doing that well. So I mean, I, I think we kind of know how that's going to play out. First place, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes for second, third, and so forth back. The National Enduro Series is, I think, where it's going to be the most. Crazy because of the fact that we've got so many guys right now that are absolutely equal. Like we look at Brad Bach and just won in Virginia. He wasn't even twenty seconds back. Was Nick Farringer and then we had uh, uh, Grant Baylor in third behind behind Faringer, about twenty. 20- Twenty
1: seconds. Yeah. See so me being a fan. I don't know. I don't know any of this. Yeah. I just enjoy listening to it. It's so. just.
0: It's just crazy though that those guys. I mean, you think about what they're doing. They had yeah. seven test sections throughout the day. They did sixty some odd miles in their seconds. Seconds. Yeah, seconds so are, That's really cool. You know, they're they're on different rows. They're in different minutes. You know, they're. On, it's like it's insane that they're going to come down to this. And though I am very unhappy and it just it sucks what happened to Charlie Mullins. To be honest about it though. Most likely, this is going to give us so much more of a competitive National Enduro Series. Yeah, now. it'll
1: be a, probably a little bit better racing. Because um, we're going to have
0: guys like closer. Nick, uh, Andrew DeLong was in fourth place. He's mm-hmm. a fantastic rider, and we've got a lot of other guys that are kind of kind of sitting in those spaces. Jesse Grome's done really good. He's gotten on the podium before. He was sitting in fifth, I think, this past weekend in Virginia. So those kind of guys, I think, are going to make many more podium you know appearances, and it's going to change up. Like I, I think Farringer wants it. Like this... like. Brad Bakken well, just got, got his, his an opportunity first win.
1: Now. He's got an opportunity. Now. But
0: Faringer, I think, is the w- the one that's gonna. I, I just, I, I, think he sees the opportunity and he's gonna do his best to uh, to jump
1: on it. Well, if he can, if he can push, uh, I think he can get it there. Yeah. So what's our
0: next national enduro? Let's look here at the at the schedule. <laughs> bum, 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 the loose moose in uh, loose moose, MI. Is that Michigan? Michigan. Yep. Yeah. Loose moose in Michigan. Good dirt. The 29th, yeah, it will be good dirt. And then we're going to have the Rattlesnake Enduro Cross Fork PA. Uh, Actually, that's the weekend before my birthday, so in July. We don't really get too much of a summer break. Not that I'm surprised. That's cool. So we've got uh, June 30th, and we're going to have pretty much July 30th. And then August 10th, oh, Colorado. That's why I can't make that one in August. I was going to go to that one in Colorado. But unfortunately, that is Liam's birthday, two years old.
1: Uh, so just uh, just take uh, Liam look, I think look, that's, that's what he wants for his birthday. The show
0: that guy. Hey, <laughs> hey, well, I'm so up. glad you knew that we wanted you on.
1: Oh, oh, um, hey guys. Hey,
0: what up? no. Uh, so apologies, but apparently, even though the computer was plugged in, it was not charging. So it just decided that it was done. It did not like you anymore, and it was like dunksies. <laughs> so All we got right. it. We got it connected. Uh, we got to the point where you were saying that we knew the race was on. Yeah. And that was when it was like, oh, what is happening? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so if you, you're you yep. more than welcome to pick right back up where you were.
2: All right. I'll uh, just keep going. Yeah. I uh, Basically, we got to the top of the very last climb, which wasn't a very tough one. And uh, there was a checkpoint there, and it was Ben Hemingway was, had just gotten there. I went up the hill right behind him. And uh, we got there, and the scanner for the, the transponders wasn't working. So we're sitting there, and while we're sitting there, Cody comes up behind us. All three of us are sitting there, and we're all, like, basically loaded up with the clutch, like, ready to just dump it and go because we're waiting. And uh, the scanner didn't work, so then the guy just ended up letting Ben go, and then he tried mine. Mine still wasn't working. So then he wrote my number down, let me go, and then did the same thing to Cody. And uh, But Cody was right behind me, and then it was on to the finish. We were just, like, all out, like... <laughs> Full full moto and came down the like across the fire road into like basically where the pits are and that's where the actual finish line was and Cody and I both were under the impression that the Red Bull Arch was the finish line so we went all out like to the finish line and we saw the the people there standing there with the 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 scanners but I don't think him and I cared very much because we just wanted to get to that Red Bull Arch first and it was just. It was pretty cool because we were both just like flat out as fast as we could go uh, to get to that Red Bull Arch. I mean, you would have thought we were going for a gold medal, but it was ninth and 10th place. So, <laughs> And you guys are it's all about pride. some of
0: the best Enduro Cross racers in the world. So those like little rock outcroppings and tires they have built up there like right at the arch. You guys probably just zipped right through those and those people were like, oh shit, we're about to get run
3: over. Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and they were actually standing right in front of the tires. And we were, I mean, like fourth gear coming into those tires, and <laughs> oh. <laughs> they just like jumped Happy out birds. of jumped out of the way, and Cody and I both like skidded up to the tires, and then just blew through the endurocross obstacles, and then we got to the Red Bull Arch, and uh, the promoter was there, and he like gave us a high five, and we both took our helmets off, and then when I'm like within thirty seconds, Dougie Lampkin comes up behind me, and he's like, "Hey." Uh, You missed that checkpoint over there. You should probably go scan before Cody does. So I like threw my helmet on real quick and went over there and uh, scanned. And uh, Uh, that worked out well. That's that's pretty much how the race went.
0: So you guys blew through. You guys actually like blew through the last checkpoint, thinking that the the checkpoint was at the arch.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Love
0: it. Yeah, it was. It was one of those things where I kind of like. I must have been out of the room and kind of catching it, and like, man, what is going on? And walked back in, and unfortunately, just missed most of it. And was trying to find like a good replay of it uh, the past couple of days, and couldn't find it. So I knew once we were going to have you on, I was like, we'll get you to explain it and uh, and break it down for us.
1: That's definitely pretty funny. Oh, uh, so <laughs> what
0: are you going to take away from this experience? You know, I, I would assume having been in the top ten that KTM is going to be more than happy to have you back to try to get an American on the top, but you know. So, so say that's the case. You're going back next year. What are some of the the things that you've learned that you're going to work on that you're going to go in knowing next year on how to improve and possibly win this event?
2: Um, well, I think just having the experience of knowing the mountain will help a lot. And uh, after watching the the whole race today, I saw like they basically they they did a lot of footage of, of Johnny like out front, and I could see exactly what he was doing and. And it's i mean—it's kind of the same thing as always, whether it's Enduro Cross or Stream Enduro, and it's just keep moving forward. Like, don't stop. Just try to keep your momentum up. And uh, it was kind of cool watching the footage because they showed other guys that were in front of me on some of the really technical stuff, and I saw some areas where they were better than me, but then areas where I was better than them. So I know, like, I could have been up further if I hadn't made some of those little, maybe, you know... Uh, I'll work on that this next year and try not to fall off the side.
1: Well, oh, there it oh goes again. <laughs> well, I blame me.
0: We may have a computer that just doesn't want to stay on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that what it is? All right. Well. It's very unfortunate. Well. This is a technical issue we have, unfortunately, never come across before with this computer. So, but we're gonna, we've got other stuff to talk about, which we will. And if Taylor Robert jumps back in, we'll have them. Uh, but we'll make it quick because, obviously, we don't really <laughs> know what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, the National Enduro stuff, super excited about that. One of the things I did want to mention is that we did have a winner for the free copy of Meta. Um, Ooh. so if they wanted to, they, I reached out to them on Instagram, but unfortunately they have a private account, and I don't need to just follow Is that, follow is
1: people. that here?
0: Yeah, I have it right over there. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna have to look at that. Let's,
0: let's do it. Free copy of Meta. They, we're not giving this one away, because some of these pages are stuck together. <laughs> but, um, so, uh... <laughs> It's, uh, it's not. It's, it was, I mean, it won't be. Then. Oh, that
1: page is stuck yeah. together.
0: <laughs> but uh, so Peyton 415 if you happen to be out there listening or somebody knows who that Instagram handle is and they follow him or he let you follow him and not private, whatever, um, go ahead and please uh, get him to reach out to us. If he doesn't in the next couple of days, there is a runner-up that I'm going to go with, um, and we'll get them their free copy of Meta.
1: Um, this is nice. Yeah, does that not look this is, fantastic? This is thick paper. Yeah. I know it's kind of a weird thing to say, but this is very nice. You know
0: what's funny is, indeed, okay, now that you've said that, what do you know about Meta?
1: I know absolutely nothing other than I believe it was made by uh, Wes Williams. From Verb. Verb? Yes, yeah. yeah, so it was
0: definitely made by the guys at Verb. Other so, than that, I know nothing. But it, you, did you know it was coming out?
1: Uh, not other than when I uh, saw it on your show last week. Okay, two weeks so. Ago.
0: But you, you one. mentioned one of the best things I think that people realize when they pick up this copy. They're like twenty dollars a subscription. You get two of these, so they're buy they're bi yearly. Yeah,
1: yeah, but this is years. this is a book. This
0: yeah. isn't a magazine. That's this what that's a what book. a lot of people aren't realizing is that this is a premium collective. Yeah. Like this isn't just a magazine. This is a premium collective and that is why. You, yeah. you subscribe to yeah, this well, because this is, this is something you hold on to. You know, a, it's definitely like a the coffee different. table book yeah. or something like that because yeah, people it's, look it's at fantastic. So, like this. It's, it's the bomb. It's the bomb. So it's a good time. Definitely go check it out. Peyton415, if you're out there, please check in with us on Facebook because we would like to get you your free copy. If not, we will go to our runner-up. Um, I Which did is see- me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dang it. Just because you're on the show doesn't mean you're the runner up. Um, I got to see that Rory Mead was released today from the hospital. Um, he okay. was injured very, very poorly uh, about two months ago at a GNCC event.
1: Good.
0: Um, that's, that's good. A evening. lot of, a lot of. Uh, very large possibility of paralysis Ooh, um, nice. but uh, a, as the swelling has gone down and surgeries and healing has really taken in, uh, come into place a uh, lot of mobility has come back and he's still working on it in rehab you know he, it, that, well, that's luckily the case. doctors
1: are really good nowadays yeah. and they can fix almost so, anything.
0: two months in the hospital doing rehab getting surgeries and stuff like that he's been released so he will have day rehab he'll be going back for that but he's at least reset so he doesn't have to live at the hospital anymore so super excited about
1: that, that. that's very good yeah. very good
0: um, I just I want to be to mention that because I was excited about that. Pulp MX, um, for those of you who don't know, definitely a motocross show. If you listen to this show, I would imagine you do listen to other podcasts, so you probably are either a fan of DMXS or Pulp MX, if not both. If not both. Yeah. Um, Pulp MX last week was talking about Zach Osborne, and I don't know how many people have gone back in the archives with uh, Seat Time, but we have had Steve Mathis on the show because of the fact that he was giving Zach Osborne shit for going to (laughs) ISTE last year. Well, he has already started to give Zach Osborne shit because of the fact that Zach Osborne is... is the rumors are that Zach Os- Zach Osborne wants to continue to do off road racing. Yeah,
1: I, I believe he wasn't going to going to sign with Geico yeah. again because of that. Right. I, I that, think that's, that's I think that's very good for him. I think I I like enduros and I like cross country and I think it's very good training. I think it's good to get into something a little bit different, not do the same thing, kind of break it up a little bit.
0: I agree. And uh, I would agree. I think but a definitely lot of people out better there rider. think that it's like if they're going to pay you millions of dollars to race motocross. You know, why would you leave that to go be able to race everything? And my opinion is it's like, well, it doesn't care what everybody else thinks. If he wants to make $500,000 a year, and these are very arbitrary numbers, if he wants to make $500,000 a year and race whatever he wants to race all year long because that's what makes him happy. Then let him do it, 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 it or accept the fact that that's what he's doing.
1: Well, I mean, you You look
0: bitch a complain that he doesn't want millions of dollars to only do one form of racing. Look at people like like
1: RV, and he's he's doesn't seem like he's very happy to be racing. I think Zach Osborne is happy to be racing, and I think that's one of the things that keeps him a little bit happy.
0: Are you really going to try this?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, guys.
0: This is great. Steven is pulling some mad <laughs> shit out of his hat right now. <laughs> I literally am looking at Taylor Robert on my phone oh, right now. So, Taylor, talk, and we'll see if we can hear you.
2: Can you hear me? Holy Whoa, shit. All <laughs> right.
0: This is great. Now, I don't know how much battery is left on my phone, so we may have to stop problem all <laughs> over again. again. So, really quick, we're going to stop talking about Zach Osborne and the Pulp MX. What I was going to say is I had a voicemail that I left Steve Mathis last week on the Pulpum line. He played it on the show, and apparently there's some commentary about it. So if you're a fan of Pulp MX, make sure you listen all the way into the voicemails because apparently one I'll of mine is on there. Um, I have not had a chance. I haven't made it that far into the episode. And honestly, what he says at that point doesn't interest me, interest me enough to just skip ahead because I'm pretty sure it's going to be some whatever. And you know, I like what he says. I like his show, but still. Well, he's okay. not an
1: off-road advocate. Right, if you will.
0: Um, Taylor Robert, third time's the charm. <laughs> what the hell were we even talking about? <laughs> uh oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. What do we got going on now?
0: I don't know, but apparently my iPhone's dancing.
2: <laughs> Alright. So, um What were we talking about? You were I don't you even were remember. explaining
0: something and it was awesome. <laughs> I think you were talking about how much you liked me. I
2: think- oh, I think uh we were talking about uh how uh if I was gonna go back to Earthbirds. Yes,
0: we're gonna come back that's and right. what you're gonna learn and what you're gonna to do to, to, to win this sown bitch. Uh
2: I'm gonna go really fast and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my feet down at all the whole race. That's and a, that's uh a decent plan,
1: it sounds kinda of scary.
2: Yeah, and that's how I'm gonna win. But no it's do? Yeah. If you could do that whole race without putting your feet down, I, I can guarantee you you'd probably win. I'm wow. six
1: foot three. My feet are coming down sometime or another.
0: Okay. Well, we're just going to have to skip over to the fact that you're on the ISDE team because literally now that we've got you back on for the third time, the chat room, the same dude, Double D, who actually is a, is a, a big fan of ours, and we're a big fan of him. He's a cool dude. He's just like typed ISDE over and over again <laughs> to the chat room. So you're back on the ISDE team. Apparently that's what we should talk about. Tell me how excited you are because now you're a top American at Erzberg. You're top American in the past at the ISDE. I mean, are you going to go win yourself one of these E2 or E3 classes this year?
2: I uh, am definitely looking forward to it. That's one thing I really want to focus on this year. And uh, I'm going to do definitely do some sprint training this summer and, uh, and try and uh, – I think it, at this point it's going to be E3 for me. I'm going to ride one of those big five Hondos. And uh, – see uh, see if I can go out and, and win a class and you know my my, oh, my eventual overall goal is to win an overall ISD and no American's ever done that before and, Hell yeah, and every year I've done ISD, I've moved up, so uh, if I keep moving up at the same rate, I think a, a win is in my near future, and that's something I really want to accomplish.
1: So, so, how how different is the ISDE from other events? Because I've heard that a lot of uh, a lot of the Europeans are just really fast sprinters and not that not that great at a lot of the technical stuff. They're just great at sprinting. Um, is that is that a is that a huge deal uh, whenever you go to the ISDE?
2: Yeah, I mean ISDE is really all just sprint speed because there's not any extreme tests at ISDE like there would be at a World Enduro. But, you know, most of those guys are pretty decent um, extreme riders, too. Right? There's a, I, didn't, I didn't realize this uh, until I went to Erzberg this year, but Ivan Cervantes, who has been a class yeah. champion and a world champion, mm-hmm. he uh, did Erzberg last year, and he passed Graham Jarvis and Johnny Walker on the same hill at the same time. <laughs> right, it's so, impressive. <laughs> yeah, so he's... Uh, like, he's a bad dude. Obviously, David Knight is a, a world champion. Juha Salman is a world champion. And those are all guys that have won so too. So, they, uh, those Euros are pretty good all-around riders. Now, there's a few guys that, you know, are obviously better than others at the extreme and the sprint. And whatnot, but, um, yeah, I mean, IST is just all about sprint speed and, and really how well you can visualize and memorize the tracks because you, you have a week to walk. All the tests, yeah. and try to get in as many as we can, maybe twice. But uh, I uh, I try to really memorize the tracks as much as I can. That way, when I get those, there's nothing that is surprising to me.
1: How how long are the are the tests normally? Are about six miles or eight miles or something like that? or Are they a lot longer or shorter?
2: Um, you know, I'm not sure about the mileage, but they're usually between I'd say like five. Between five and ten minutes would be like an average test. A, a long, the longest test I've ever done at ISD was like thirteen or fourteen minutes, and then the shortest test I've ever done was like two and a half or three minutes. Okay, so that's something you can easily kind of remember. Uh, yeah, for the most part, except the fact that there's a lot of it. yeah, there's yeah, and
0: and it changes. Sometimes you're doing there's there's days where you do the same test the second day. So by the second day, guys are a little bit faster, if not, you know way faster and then some days you're only doing one test then there's some days there's the moto test which is like you know in Germany it was kind of it, was, it wasn't it was moto it was this interesting grass track slash concrete road course thing so yeah. <laughs> you know and they kind of just like threw in some really rocky turns and you're like oh that's our moto <laughs> like yeah. it, it's interesting but uh I, I can't imagine trying to remember all that stuff like I remember talking to Kurt about it and he, I can't, I just, the fact of what he would remember, and, and the, like he's like, okay, I remember where these this rock pile is. But when he would look at this rock pile, he would go, well, this rock pile, I'm going to be this many minutes back, these many riders are going to go through, so this rock pile is probably going to be disintegrated by this point. So this line I'm seeing, that's probably the line right now, well, that's probably not going to be the line by this But, you know, it, it, the, the way that he would think about this kind of stuff blew my mind. Um... And so I can only imagine that the times that you guys got to walk with him and, and guys like that, you know, guys that have been to all of these ISDEs multiple, multiple times, picked up on a lot of that knowledge, and now you can kind of start to, you know, really, really take that to heart and, and grow with it. And I, for one, would love to see you win a class and, and then grow from that, even to to overall in the ISDE, and be like, "What up, bitches? Yeah. <laughs> I just want America
2: to represent at ISDE." Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, I mean Kurt was amazing at it. He he taught me a lot about ISD. He was um, especially the tests and memorization, I mean, biggest thing that, that he would do that I kinda caught on to is he would walk like you know, say like five minutes of the test and then he would stop and he would visualize the first all the corners up until that point and he would walk another five minutes and visualize from the start up until the point so like he's always going over in his mind like what what was going on in the test so uh by the end of the test you should have like just about every corner memorized and then you go back at night and when you're sitting in the hotel room whatever you try and go through all the tests in your mind to run through them again basically like it's like doing a moto race like you know, the first lap, you kind of check it out. The second lap, you, like, might hit a couple jumps. And the third lap, you should probably hit, like, all the jumps and be pretty dialed in. Um, so it's kind of like doing that. But since we can't ride, you got to do it in your head and just imagine what it would be like. Wow. Well,
1: I can't remember what happened five minutes ago. So I, uh,
2: like I, I do. It was us. <laughs> <laughs> to around throw with a, a computer
1: teeter. out of the window.
0: All right. We did have a question earlier on in the chat room that I kind of – this is – I think it's a good point to go back to it um so we're talking about i i absolutely think that there's a possibility for you to be winning an overall class i think that that is that that's not questionable i think that's easily doable for you uh even moving forward from that i think you overall in an isde is could be in your future um a lot to learn there still i think for americans when it comes to that style of racing um, and a lot of weird hurdles to overcome that we just don't ever see um racing here in america but um Somebody in the chat room was talking about the uh, the Caselli Cup, um, you know, dirt rider. And, and they were referring to it as, as the dirt rider, how they used to always pick kind of the top off-road racer. And this year, they've changed that to the Caselli Cup, obviously with the passing of Kurt Caselli um, and Charlie Mullins won that award this year. Uh, and they were kind of thinking, do you think that it's going to take more extreme enduros or events like that for you or someone like yourself to be able to get, a better chance at possibly being voted in at being, you know, the, the winner of the Caselli Cup?
2: Um, you know, I, to be honest, I have no idea how they rank that because I won it the year before and I didn't do any Extreme Enduros the year before. Right. <laughs> um, and last year, I, uh, I mean, I did a few works races, a few Extreme Enduros, ISDE, um, and... Obviously, like ISDE is the only place where really all of the top guys are racing each other. So I'm not sure exactly how uh, dirt rider. I think it's actually dirt bike that that votes on that. But um,
0: uh, yeah. I, I'm definitely going to say that one. Yes, I'm ignorant to all the all the information, and two, I'm totally going off the chat room. So right now, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm putting my hands uh, in Double D's hands, which might be sexual and also awkward. So. <laughs> I don't know. Let it be. Just let yeah. it be. And I will just hold you here <laughs> and stare <laughs> in your eyes awkwardly. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to be going to Austin. Um, and you're going to be flying in there. And we'll be racing dirt bikes and doing some X Games type stuff. Uh, what are you expecting? Uh, like you said, you weren't feeling that great when it came down to the first round. Um, so what, what are you kind of expecting, I mean, for coming into Austin?
2: Uh, I just... Want to go out there? I mean, from what I've seen, the track looks looks awesome. I know uh, Cody's already complaining about some of the obstacles, but I uh, I think the obstacles look pretty fun, and and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It Looks like a typical like big X Games track uh, with some big jumps, and and they said there's going to be some pretty technical parts of it too. So I like that when they when they mix it up. Like Vegas was just purely technical, like. When I looked back and watched the video of us riding, I was not a fan of the Vegas track because we looked like we were riding so slow out there. And I think for the fans, it needs to be a little bit more exciting, like have make the racing a little bit better, so make the tracks a little bit more flowy.
3: Yeah, um, I, can
2: see so I I like it when they when they mix in a little bit of, uh, of technical and fast and jumpy and stuff like that. Um, so I'm looking for another medal. You know, I, I have one medal from x games and it is a gold one so obviously i want to try and match that but if i uh if i can come out of there with a medal i will definitely be happy but gold is always the goal
0: <laughs> i wonder have we seen what the gold medals look like this year because they've always been really creative i think yeah I
2: saw, I saw a picture of them and they're actually pretty sweet they have like the the texas longhorns across the metal all right uh,
1: bitching i'm down with that
0: bitching yeah well uh, before my battery runs out of my phone because i see the low battery warning (laughs) do you have any plans to party while we're in town in austin
2: um we'll see what happens after after the race after you Uh, win mother bitches if you win you better go out yeah if I win, I'm going out with you because I know that mustache will get all the chicks.
0: <laughs> well, the good thing is is I don't need any of the chicks, and I'll just hand them on. I'll be like, no, seriously, this is the guy with the gold medal that you want. The mustache just draws in the ladies. He's the one that draws the panties. It <laughs> might have come across weird, but I'm going to go with it. Well, dude, before we lose you, lose you, I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for hanging with us. Obviously, all this stupid stuff. Great job at Erzberg. Great job this year taking fifth, even though you're feeling like crap at the first round. And good luck, man. I really hope it's going to go well for you this weekend, and I can't wait to see it happen in person.
2: Thank you, and I appreciate it. Always fun talking to you guys, and uh, hopefully I can uh, get back up on this show soon.
1: You know it, sir. Yep. It's as been always. definitely fun talking to you for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, All
2: right. right, well, you get out of
1: here.
0: My battery doesn't like you, apparently. None of my batteries do. Yeah,
1: yeah. You've broken everything.
2: <laughs> He's, too well, I- He's too purdy. Too <laughs> pretty.
0: Thanks, Taylor. We'll talk soon. Actually, yeah, we'll see you. Uh, th- th- th-
2: we'll see you at the end of the week. Yeah, you guys gonna be there on Thursday?
0: Oh yeah, uh, I'll be there Friday morning.
2: All right, cool. I'll see you on Friday. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Bye.
0: All right, so dude, so awesome that's that awesome. that guy stuck with us because seriously, it, he he is he's another one of those awesome dudes that's just like I like doing the show. Not that not that seat time does a great job. It's just that he likes to talk dirt bikes. He likes to talk moto and just kind of talk about the sport. And that's yeah. that's what keep me involved and why I like to keep calling him back. So, yeah, he's definitely a fun person to talk to. That's what makes it cool. Um, so one of the things that we were kind of chatting up was the Pulp Mex deal. If you guys get a chance to listen to it, I'd like to know your opinions. I will be listening to the rest of it tomorrow when I drive to work and while I'm at work. So I'm going to have my own opinions and things yeah, I'm like sure, that. So. I'm, I'm about
1: an hour into the show, I'm yeah. sure. I'll so it'll be fun. I think bit. it'll
0: be interesting to hear. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we can almost start a dialogue through voicemail and then through... F- fans of the shows because that way i don't ever have to actually talk to him and he doesn't ever have to talk to me
1: well maybe we we, maybe we need a call-in number for this so he can leave us a voicemail (laughs) i don't i don't want that i don't want that
0: if there's anything i know about steve matthews matthews he doesn't give a shit enough to do that
1: that is probably true
0: the most egotistical people out there and that and he totally knows it and he's totally okay with it yeah uh so seat time uh, you guys can find us on seattime.co. That is the website where all of this stuff gets archived. Uh, shows like this are all over the place there. Uh, of course, YouTube is where we upload all of these shows. So you could just subscribe to us on YouTube, um, tell it to email you when shows are updated, and that way you'll just get an email. It's much easier than trying to come back every day. Of course, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. If you are on Twitter, it is twitter.com slash seattime underscore CO is our username. We are on Instagram. It's just regular old seattime, no space. If you're looking for audio only, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher. So, Seat Time, two words, uh, and iTunes, two words, is Seat Time. Uh, makes it a little bit easier if you search for a pintful of awesome as well. You can. <laughs> Find us that way. Um, so, Mr. Kevin Miller, thank you for coming in. First time, I've had Fox. a great time. This just has been a lot of yeah, fun. I mean, what
1: three I, beers? I've enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, three beers, all a right. bathroom break, yeah. and uh, hey, that's and our, all our first guest to have a bathroom break. <laughs> I, if I didn't go ever.
0: to the bathroom, I would have <laughs> been laying on the floor somewhere.
1: <laughs> our first guest
0: ever. We made it in almost two hours because of <laughs> 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 we were looking at like an hour and twenty-minute-long show until like we just were looking at a black screen, and we were like, <laughs> "Wow."
1: Well, Taylor kind of broke everything, and I blame I blame him, and I blame me, so I think uh, it's okay.
0: No, we don't blame anybody, because believe me, if we, we try to think through all of this stuff beforehand, and shit like that comes out of nowhere, <laughs> man, for sure. Definitely. So, uh, for those of you guys who would like to learn more about X Games and Enduro Cross and stuff like that, definitely, definitely follow all the Seatime channels. I'm going to be blowing it up. I'm going to be down there. I do have my media credentials. We have decided a plan. I will be there for specifically for work for seat time on friday so enduro cross work. and uh and step up i'm gonna go do i'm gonna go take pictures during step up too. try to interview some of those guys that sounds fun and uh i think that'll be really cool so if you guys are looking to learn a little bit more about behind the scenes stuff like that just definitely check out all of our social channels uh i think pictures are gonna be a big part of it i really need a cool lens i'm gonna have a lot of i think I'm gonna
1: maybe you can get palmer to uh to hit the step up
0: I think, if anything, I could get Palmer to be the person that interviews the guys of the step-up. and like That might work well. Because they're going to be well. like, this motherfucker was the one who almost took me out when he went this left. This guy turned top. left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't turn left. <laughs> <laughs> Ever turn left. So, okay, well, this has been episode 130. This is our X Games Austin episode. Uh, I look forward to the recap of X Games Austin and all the other racing that's going on. There's a lot. A lot of racing, actually, all over the country that's going on this coming week. We've got more GNCC, more motocross, Um, and, of course, we're going to have Endurocross. I'm liking it. (sighs) It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Well, I really enjoyed this. Uh, For those of you who happen to be cider drinkers or maybe, like like myself, uh, partake in the gluten-free diet, uh, Woodchuck Hard Cider, typically they have some weird flavors. They're not that great, but this one, they have a Cellar Series, and this one was The Mint. Um, I kind of was skeptical, but when I saw that awesome high alcohol content of 6.9%, I was like, yes, in. Um, with this, it's a it's a warm day drink. Like, you don't want this. It, it, it is It does have mint. It's not overpowering. It's refreshing, but it's not a fast drink. Like, you can't drink it fast because of that,
1: because of the flavor. So. I don't know. That sounds. I, know. I the, have I, like I have the two alcohol beers content that I enjoy. So I I'm went to have two of those. Went but. to Oklahoma last weekend, and that three point two percent alcohol. That's didn't just ridiculous. You remember ridic- to bring alcohol with you. See what had happened was well, now he's is got I, I seemed to have drinking it all, and then had to get more. Oh, so mm-hmm. that was my first mistake. Did you always bring? bring you liquor, always overplan. Bring liquor is the next. That's <laughs> what <laughs> I'll are, do next time. Always overplan.
0: <laughs> well, we have actually so. It's funny you say Oklahoma. Uh, I'll just throw this out there for anybody still listening or has ideas about this. We have thought about planning a little Sahara seat time trip um, with a new shop that's getting ready to open up here in North Texas. Um, So if anybody out there would be interested in – I wouldn't even call it a seat time planned trip. It would just be a seat time organized trip where we would just kind of tell everybody where to meet. We'd go ride, goof off during the daytime, do some bonfires, do some drinking and goofing off at night um safe on a family family environment this isn't this would not be uh, you know because we would have the kids we would be a family out there together me and I, so thoughts on it let us know episode 130 what do you think
1: i think it was pretty good all right dude well, we appreciate
0: good. you being in here he's probably going to be on a little bit more in the future because of the fact he lives close and i yeah, like having somebody here to commentate with so
1: i'm down i've had, had a really good time. good time it's been fun
0: so remember ooh, last thing friday Watch the internet. There is going to be a special seat time release that's going to be out there for everybody to check out. I'm excited about this. You don't know anything about it, so that's
1: okay. Well, that's all right. I'll listen. I'm excited now. now. So,
0: yes, check it out. Everybody, thank you very much. Remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome. We'll see you next Tuesday for Induro Cross Recap.
1: yeah.